When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wanderers, welcome to episode 211, season two, episode 11. Before we get into it, I sound like a broken record and I get it, but it's so important for our success. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Google, Apple podcast, whatever it may be, pause where you're at, head over to YouTube and subscribe. It only helps us get more exposure. Speaking of social media, we're on it all active on Facebook, sharing reels, other posts, comments. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram and we're even on TikTok. If there's a will, there's a way that you can find us. Before we go any further, though, it is a great honor to introduce our title sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by our buddy, John Songer, and the Gaslight Pizza and Grill. The calendar has turned. It's finally 2024. The days are short, and the days are cold. Don't fret about cooking something no one wants to eat anyways. Head up to historic 4th Street in Huntingburg, and order off the best menu in southern Indiana. Plate meals, hoagies, and pizza, they have it all. Our buddy John wanted us to remind you of a few things coming up in February. Smoke. Yes, sir. February 11th. Tell me. Super Bowl Sunday. That's right. Head on up to the Gaslight to have your party. Hey, Big Mace. Go ahead. February 13th. What is it? Fat Tuesday. I'm all in. You better believe that the Gaslight is going to have their world-famous and delicious spread for Mardi Gras. Hey, Smoke. Yes, sir. February 14th. Again? Well, if you don't know that date and what goes on in it, then it could be your last as a couple. Get a pizza to go. Make it a romantic night at home. The Gaslight is also the place for live music. Guess what, Mace? Tell me. February 17th. Who is it? Awesome band. First in Maine is going to be taking the Gaslight stage. Well, hell, fellas, we just, played, we just made your week in February planned to a T. You're welcome. Head to the Gaslight today for lunch or dinner. And by the way, be on the lookout for a special In-Depth with John Sanger. The Wandering Dutchman Podcast, where none of us are Dutch, but we all live in Holland, Indiana. Join us where we talk about what we all wonder about. This is the Wandering Dutchman Podcast coming to you from a very clean, organized, and refreshing environment that is known as Smoker's Lounge. The Wandering Dutchman! Yeah! Yeah! The Wandering Dutchman! Yeah! Here we go! Hey-o! Yeah! 2020. 
Is he gone? Oh, boy, that wasn't nice. Is he gone? I just wanted to see how long I could go. Hey, there you are. Hey, welcome to episode 211, season two, episode 11. Sounded like a soccer game there. Yeah. Ole! Ole, ole, ole. Man, those guys are Uh, Today is January 3rd. 10-4. If you are, oh, you will, yeah. Whose birthday today? A uh, little rep man turned one oh, today. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah, uh, this will be airing on January twelfth. So if you've joined us on the twelfth of January, chin up. We're almost halfway through January, which means January is basically over. February standing us right in the face, and next thing you know, it'll be the holidays again. And Dave still won't have put out Christmas lights. Mm. <laughs> I'll never forget. I'm not taking my tree down anytime soon. Well, you can't. You got to wait yet. You got to have the epiphany. What is it? The epiphany this Sunday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Remember the reason for the season, Dave. Duh. Yeah. So, anyways, we're here. Back better than ever. Kind of feel like Hashtag 2024. Yeah. 2024. Did you know? What is it? 2024? 2024. Yeah, did you know that uh, on December 31st, it was one, two, three, one, two, three? Mm-hmm. I'll be damn. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know that was shared a ton. Sounds like Actually, real uh, shitty luggage combo. Two, three, two, oh, two, three. Yeah, anyways, don't spoil. <laughs> oh, yeah, it wasn't one, two, three, one, two, three. <laughs> Depends on how you write it, Dave. It was one, two, two, th- oh, wait. January or one, zero, December. Zero, zero, one, one. One zero one zero one. Periodic table is a perfect sense of mine. Who sings that? Don't give two shits. Clutch. Oh. Oh yeah, Clutch, Dave. How could yeah. you forget about Clutch? Oh God, Clutch. Great band, Clutch. I mean, I like them. Do you like them, David? Uh, I'm indifferent. Oh, okay. Dave, you don't even know who the. F- they are. That's true. Oh, coming in hot, man. I felt like it. I feel like getting that out early and obvious. Yeah. Like it kind of makes like folks chuckle a little bit. <laughs> coming uh, in hot. Because Dave's going to bleep that. He doesn't bleep the quiet ones that get snuck in every once in yeah, a while. Yeah. Some of the small, like under the breath, I don't get, but. Because I'll be listening and I'll be listening doing my editing work and I'll be like, ah, Dave oh, missed my one. Oh, God. I mean, I'm I'm posting reels on Facebook for us now. I don't even know what this guy does in the operation well, anymore. Stay in your lane is all I got to say. Oh, okay. Stay in your lane. <laughs> oh, if that was the case, we'd post once a week. Dave. Here we go. All right. Gee whiz, <laughs> coming in hot. What's going hey, on? Hey, by the week? way, before you, well, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 no. No, go ahead. No, you first. No, I'll talk about it as we come around okay. the horn. What's up? Uh, Tell us about your week. Well, obviously, our blood pressure this evening. Um, Coming in guns hot, but that's fine. That's fine. good. It's good. good to do that. 2024, we're setting the tone. Uh, Flood Road absolutely jammed at the Legion oh. Sunday night. Those kids have got something magical going on. Look at him. This guy's Apple Watch on. Mm. Is it the broken one, or did you get your new one? Uh, oh, got my new one. Thanks nice. for airing that nice. dirty laundry. <laughs> ah. Janelle doesn't listen to the show. That's fine. Sorry. Who cares? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, because she doesn't listen to the show. Neither yeah. does my wife. So it's yeah. a big deal. It does look good, though. Yeah, it's thanks. a big one. Appreciate Fine it. Fine looking watch. Uh, yeah. But um, the Legion Sunday night was electric. That was a great environment for those kids. They played for like two hours. What is 
11.45 minus 9 o'clock because that's how long they played. Yeah, two hours, 45 minutes, I guess, is what David just said. But they kicked ass the whole time, and uh, we got a pizza on the on the old stone, on the CGI fireplace, and I'm ecstatic about it. So technically, that's a pizza oven now, Dave, if there's any questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's a pizza oven, wood-fired. Yeah. Wood fired. But uh, other than that, uh, recovering from New Year's Eve, I did not drink a drop. Zero. Nada. I drank three well, beers. I did. I drank, well, now you say that, I probably drank two or three beers during the day prior to our departure. Went to the skate palace, did some skating. I didn't. Kids did. Uh, and then New Year's Day, absolutely loved it. Didn't do jack shit besides eat uh, cabbage. How'd you cook yours? My mom does it. Just boils it with ham hocks. Oh, really? Yeah. We did it. We cubed it. So this year I cubed it. I used to make it like campfire style. Mm. And so this year. oil thing? uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's killer. Tint it, yeah. So this year I cubed it, sprinkled her with a little bit of olive oil. Oh, yeah. Hit it with some seasoning. We're talking salt, pepper, garlic, Mm. the basics. SPG. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went ahead and I said, you know what? This stick of butter you belong in this cabbage. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then kind of sprinkled it on Can't top. Can't wait for the comments. And then guess what? It was good. Well, it was good, but then oh, I took some sorry. bacon mm. and laid it over God, the top. Yes. And that stuff I can feel was neck delicious. As we speak. I, uh, delicious. I forgot cabbage. Oh, Dave, pork? Dave's not going to make any Had money this year. leftover pork loin. Well, there you go. That's fine. My father-in-law called and said, hey, we're having cabbage. You guys want to come over? I'm like, oh, man. Uh, I've already got a pork loin going, so he didn't go over there because I already had food going. Oh, I definitely drove to my mom's and got a gargantuous bowl of uh, of uh, cabbage, cooked yeah. cabbage, and then like probably probably a half rack of ribs. The kids ate those. I had some cabbage and uh, what the hell else did I have? Some other stuff. Some other like uh, traditional. Yeah. No black eyed peas though. I don't get down on those. But then uh, good tunes. watched. Uh, <laughs> hey. Hey, watch Big Blue. Yeah. Big Big Blue. Uh, hey, no, I'm going to stay. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to say it. Whew. Where are you at now, McHugh? Oh, uh, no. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Oh, Did you see no. all the TikToks of the locker room? I did, they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's ballsy. Blitz, man. They're probably going to get their ass beat, though, by... Uh, by Washington, I don't think so. You don't think? Uh, That's ju- going to be a they dog just lost, fight. They just, they just lost their running back. Who? Washington. Washington. Yeah. Uh, oh, was it because of the portal? No. Or did he opt out because he don't want to get hurt because of the draft? No. Did he, you see all that crap? Yeah, he got hurt. Oh. Uh, Are we still on your opening thought? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, he got hurt. And he'll be down. I don't see that Penix sucks. putting up the performance like he did against Texas. Yeah, former IU I think, guy. I think Michigan. Yeah, he doesn't want nothing to do with the Hoosiers anymore. No, because somebody asked him like, "Hey, got love for you." I blame him. Well, oh. our buddy, friend of the program, Curdy G, fellow produce bag here, our friend, Curdy G. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously, big IU Hoosiers guy. Hey, how how uh, how uh, how uh, excited were you the other night when you got that photo? I was, how, how long did you believe it? Point, uh, point one, two, well, five off, seconds. First off, I knew after what was edited out by Smoke during our conversation about time zones, there's no way he's letting you on a live <laughs> mic. Like, I felt pretty safe. 
in that. I was uh, at the ball game at the Baird Classic, and I snuck down behind the scores bench before the championship game and was talking to uh, our buddy, Curdy G, Brad O, uh, Mr. Kelly Murphy, another legend, and then uh, Scotty Salmon, host of Good Time Gold, and then uh Have you guys, have you guys buried your beef there? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're totally Cause you fine. Because th- you said, yeah, some, you said well, some things about Scott. Uh, I mean, I don't okay. want to bring it back yeah, up, no, Dave. Just pick the scab off one more time. That's fine. <laughs> Scotty Salmon is a legend, and he always will be. Yeah, One there of my you favorites. Go. But anyway. Tri-State Treasures, our friend uh, Mitchell Carter would say. Big <laughs> uh, fan of the show. Curdy G. Mitchell Carter? Yeah. 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 Uh, you I think just dropping that in there. The, seen him at the Legion. The Do you think he's going to invite us to his wedding? Yeah. I would uh, say we're going to MC. You said that very confident. I did. Then I. What if he lets us host a live podcast at his wedding? I thought that we were MCing his wedding. That'd be wild. Or we're going to marry him. You are an efficient. I can. Yes. Yes. Oh, I can hold something. The Dave, ring, the ring. You could be the guy that sings the ring bear. The hold the books. Oh, oh, yeah. I can be a book holder. But anyway, yeah. Curdy G. Uh, <laughs> had a, you sit had, in there. No, had a picture of him and I taken. Oh. Together and then he sent it to Casey and he said, "Ready for the call." Oh boy! And Lindemann immediately wrote, wrote back, "Say it ain't so." I'm, <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach even thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, uh, Roscoe Foose does a great job. Um, I yeah, great color guy, awesome, a good fit. Yeah, Him those guys. You know, Curdy G wouldn't just allow any slob to sit <laughs> by the chair next to him. And by the chair, in the chair, in the chair, okay. by Curdy G. Yeah. So, but uh, I love I. You know, I love supporting the Raiders. I love going. Uh, firm believer in it. That's why I'm back in the community I grew up in. But uh, me too. When you have Curdy G on the call, it's nice to sit. Back it's nice this. to just be at home and listen, or yeah. be in the vehicle, or out it, doing before, something. Before before WBDC went digital, and you didn't have that just a tick of lag. My mom sat in the bleachers and watched her own son play basketball. Yeah, with a set of headphones on, listening to Curdy G's call. I every, love that every game. You used to see it all basketball the time. Basketball and football. You used to see it all the time. There'd be those guys. I mean, and when you got a good guy like Curdy on yeah. the call, yeah, it's yeah. worth it. Awesome. But other than that, man, uh, yeah, New Year's Eve was, yeah, I've had better. I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, but other than that. We made it home safe. Everybody had a good time. Kids had a blast and spent the le- the next day just kind of hanging out. Yeah. Dave. Work. David. David. <laughs> well, uh, David Michael. Uh, David Allen. David Allen. Uh-huh. I knew that. Friday, I put me a brisket on my Green Mountain Grill. Shout out to our buddy, Nick Merkley, Southern Indiana Hardwoods. I aimed to put her on at four, but I had some wind problems and I uh, didn't get her on there till six. Uh, can I ask a question, please? Go ahead. Yeah. Your Green Mountain Grill sits on the east side of your home, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do you run into a lot of wind there? Man, it's I get this crazy south. thing. It like comes from the south and wraps around the house and then just shoots right up to the grill like a wind tunnel. It's it's bizarre. Okay. Mine's Real the, cold wind. Mine's on, on the south end of the house. Like kind of under that carport area, and sometimes the smoke will go east. Sometimes it'll go west. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine goes. Mine was whirling around, whirling. Yeah, but uh, cooked a brisket for twenty six hours. Holy! Cow. So I was up real late Friday night. Them's a lot of pellets. 
Lots of pellets. Jeez, yeah, don't get choked up about it. Luckily, we got a guy for that. Yeah, Good grief. we do. <laughs> Is there some water in that tea kettle back here? Yeah. I feel yeah. like the air is getting a little dry. But uh, so smoke me a brisket for 26 hours, and we had a, a house full of. Folks. Could you cut that some bitch with a fork? You cut it with a plastic knife, like because that'd be pretty tender. Oh, it was tender. It was tender. I was thinking more like a chainsaw. Good grief! No, 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 no. <laughs> you could about cut it with your mind bullets. But anyway, so we did that. We had folks over Saturday. That was a good time. I uh, did some, you know, visiting and uh, cooked some ribs and some uh, pork loin as well as the brisket. So we had the whole shebang bang bongo going on mm -hmm. there. Clean the shop. Had folks over for New Year's Eve. Uh, to bring in 2024. Uh, got a permitted driver in the house now. I saw oh that. Oh, my. Hey, is that boy skipping leg day? Game it, it, changer. No. Okay. It, you see him sure. in his, in his uh, gym shorts. It's, so it's the britches he was wearing. I yeah, they're kind of reminiscent trunks. of gym the... trunks. Them gym trunks, yeah. Kind of reminiscent of them parachute pants from back when I was a youngster. Yeah. Because uh, they, they, they cuff at ago. the bottom. They cuff at the bottom. Joggers is what they call them. I'm telling you what, that kid, he's he's putting on he's 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 been working well, his butt off. It's I wanna showing. I wanna see him out there on the diamond. Oh, he's been now practicing. that the calendar's turned over a little bit. I love basketball. I love what Coach Haywood and the Raiders are doing. Look at this here. Oh, Hardwood Mace with it. Hardwood Mace. Sponsored my, by Reebok. My brother specifically bought this shirt for me for Christmas just because, because it, it said, said basketball. Fucking basketball on it. Hardwood Mace. <laughs> he doesn't want any confusion why it's hardwood. Yeah. Hardwood. Hardwood Mace. Next year I have to bring out the old Jenna Smoker. She can get hardwood mace put on the back. You know, no, put it on the other on the other uh, breast. Oh, over. right there on the other titty. On the other titty. Yeah. Yeah. Solid C cup, just in case you're wondering there, YouTube commenter. <laughs> YouTube sexy. Anyway, it was a great weekend. We did lots of traveling around Christmas, but the whole week, even though we had a bunch of people in and out, we it was just one after another after another of hanging out. God dang kid's neck is wider than his head. <laughs> yeah. He's he's been putting the work in. Good. But uh, anyway, just a real good weekend. Got a lot of chores done. I've been wanting to do. Played pool on the pool table. That oh, not bullshit. Just, I did. I thought you just bounced him around on the floor and used your Harley for a backboard. Yeah, well, we got a little bit of that damn near going on, too. <laughs> you didn't dent the Harley, did you? No, he Hell said no. he was about to have a stroke, though. He, <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of little fingers throwing, <laughs> throwing pool balls around. Yeah, it is a tough spot. <laughs> but you'll get that on those bigger jobs. Anyway, that's all I had. What about you, you uh, beautiful bastard? Well, so we had a perfect uh, New Year's Eve. Super, super jealous. We, um, Janelle and I kicked around a few ideas. Obviously, our children are five, three, and now one. But at the time, he was only two. Or he was only 11, 11 months. Unreal. Yeah, Benjamin got, a, got an old time uh, traveler. Got an old hot tub time machine. Curious, up case, curious case of Benjamin Button. Uh, but anyways, Janelle and I kicked around. I said, hey, our boys, uh, Flood Road, going to be at the entertaining at the Legion. And uh, she said, yeah, I know. And I said, yeah, I'd like to go, I think, maybe. Very and then, tight. And then it was Very one of those tight. deals where I was like, you know, maybe it'd be just a good night to spend at home. And so we went and had dinner over at Papa Frank's. I'd made some homemade coney dog sauce. Oh. And uh, we had some dogs. And uh, young Corey had made a meatloaf. Ooh. So it was kind of a split dinner. He's like, I'm making meatloaf. And I was like, man, I'm already 
balls deep and making coney dogs right now because we have some hot dogs to use up. Talk about your meat heavy meal. Huh? Yeah, Sounds we got coney dogs me. and meatloaf. Yeah, God, what a uh, not the first slice of bread. No. <laughs> yeah, let's wrap it up in a Carn- meatloaf carnivore diet. So we uh, then we left, and I said, uh, um, and I don't know how to deal with this, but uh, you know my daughter seems to think that uh old william smoker and her our boyfriend well she doesn't say girlfriend she said my boyfriend william oh and i said oh so now you, are they classmates they are huh? they are yeah. yeah so i thought maybe you know because william's a boy and a yeah. friend that that's where that run together and that's what i'm going with yeah because yeah, i know them smoke i know i know this old hound dog they right here dog in. i know this hound dog right here and damn if I'm going to have my precious little girl hmm. run around with them, one of them roughneck smokers. Uncle Porkchop Pork Chop used to call them hairy legs. As soon as you got them hairy legs coming, like if you get a trampoline in your yard, yeah. when your daughter gets older, they're like a, they're, that's a magnet for them hairy legs. We ain't getting no trampoline. <laughs> so anyways, so from the back seat, Zoe was like, oh, I want to go see William. And we don't allow our kids to make very many decisions because they're kids. And I said, hey, we need to stop by and see Dave, even just for a little bit. Jenna hopefully will still be up. What time she get to bed, by the way? We actually, like the ball dropped. We'll be getting to that later. Ball oh, okay. dropped. All right. Okay. Because uh, I called bullshit on it at the moment. So anyways, we came out here for probably 10, 15 minutes just to say hi. Yeah. Uh, Rhett man was sleeping out in the lady tank, and we rolled south to 1025, got Rhett to bed, popped in a movie legitimately finished like 10 minutes before the ball would drop uh opened up a bottle of champagne for janelle and i the sparkling cider for the kids we kind of had a few sips next thing you know ball dropped we cheers we toasted we smooched we hugged oh yeah kids were in bed we were in bed nice lights out 12 15 that's all and it was perfect so new year's day made that cooked cabbage i described earlier black-eyed peas, and I smoked me about three racks of ribs. Mm-hmm. Turned Hell out really yeah. good. And then we fast-forward through, went back to work on the second, worked today the third. Obviously, Rep Man turned Tough, one. Huh? Uh, yeah, and then I'm leaving for Dallas tomorrow. Oh, Ooh. boy. The American Baseball Coaches Association oh, yeah. uh, oh. conference. Oh, yeah. uh, the ABCAC. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't think they EFG. Yeah. Uh, head coach Gene Mattingly. Uh, bench coach Andy McHugh, and then Peyton Mattingly, oh. varsity assistant of the Lady Raiders softball program. Yeah. We're all catching a flight, heading on that uh, aluminum can down to uh, Dallas, Texas. Yeah, Don't even worry about taking a parachute. They won't let you. No. Uh, that's a lie, because I saw a TikTok where a guy took a parachute on a Spirit Airlines flight. Bullshit. No, I've seen it too. Yeah. Yeah, Not Dave. Yet. I think somebody told you wrong information. Hey, enough of this parachute talk. Let's get into Hour One. I agree. Let's do it. Hour One is presented by Matt Krieg of Krieg Insurance. Listen, it's 2024. We all make these grand plans and have wild resolutions that, statistically speaking, we don't keep. But one resolution that is super simple and you should keep is talking to Matt about life insurance. Listen, no one wants to talk about life continuing on after their passing. No one wants to consider that, but it happens. And a lot of times people do not plan accordingly. Make a plan with Matt that will take care of your family in their time of need. 
They shouldn't be worrying about paying bills or having money to cover groceries during their time of grief. Get that peace of mind that they will be taken care of. Give Matt a call today. He's always there to help. Hey, <laughs> thanks to our buddy Matt Krieger for hooking us up with our one. Yeah, go. I, hey, Put her there. hey, brother. Matt was here uh, Christmas Eve. It was a good chance to say hi and yeah. see his, his twin girls. Yeah. And Christmas uh, Eve. His lovely bride. Christmas Eve or New Year's, New Year's Eve? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, everything, he seemed to be doing well. A little hood party. A little hood party. That's right. Yeah. Good. Awesome. It is. What do you got? <laughs> Good, great, grand. Let's go. <laughs> what do you got, big fella? Well, I stumbled across the Bloomberg article the other day. I was doing some reading, and I saw something that struck me as just wild. Like, just never in my lifetime, at the ripe old age of 37... Did I ever think that I would ever see this happen in the United States of America? But I don't really know how the law, like, I don't know what the actual verbiage of the law is, other than the fact, the simple fact of effective January 1, 2024, the sale of gasoline powered outdoor lawn equipment is banned in the state of California. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. They done lost their mind. Now, what are you going to do with all those contraband uh, grandfathered? Well, now, no, it just says California banned on gas power lawn tools take effect in 2024. Now, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and read. So you can't sell them. So you got one of those pre-banned weed whackers. Are you bootlegged because you're going, hey, you're going down across the border in Mexico. You're not bringing drugs back. You're bringing back an old you steel get, weed eater. Well, Them sons of bitches got the lawn equipment loophole going on yeah, over there. Yeah. My granddaddy gave me this when he was 12. Bullshit, yeah. it's a brand new model. So and and I like I said, I was reading this article and I'm not going to I'm not going to name the actual uh journalist that did it, but let's just say they must be pretty pro this law. Oh, sure. Because it's a perennial annoyance. Ruining quiet weekends in U.S. suburbia. I'm feeling a lot better about my uh, that's how the, old man get that, off my lawnmower. <laughs> that's how the article starts. That's the first words in this article. The perennial annoyance ruining quiet weekends in U.S. suburbia. And then it goes in to say like the roar of the neighbor's lawnmower. The whine of a trimmer and the howl of a leaf blower. <laughs> You know, when I was at Vincent's University, I like the sound of of a push mower or a lawnmower going, I, and the smells and the. It's like our friends at Hove Outdoor Power, like they they. I mean, it was like the whole thing when we went over there for for their spring sales event, and like 
the weed eaters and the lawnmowers and like the whole, like, it's a like good God, mow responsibly. It's like one of the biggest foundation blocks in this whole freaking podcast is like about mowing and weed eating and doing all that shit. If you as Zoe's boyfriend, William, yeah, you get to the gas station, you'll go, I love the smell of gas. Oh, good God. <laughs> oh, that's another strike. That's a, I had a hell of a good time until I turned 18. And then I found out what pushing gasoline was. <laughs> Famous words of Mr. Jesco White. Uh, here's, but the thing is, oh. it's like, I, I just, it just, okay, now let me say this oh, for a minute. Boy. Can now, we me, put this journalist on blast? I don't know. Do you want to? Sure. I really, okay. Her name is Jagum. Hold on. Now, for the sake of this podcast, it's on the internet, so like, well, surely we can talk about it. But here's the thing about it: our friend of the program, Matt Crane, who we hope to have on the show soon. Oh, should we not be picking sides? We probably shouldn't be attacking journalists uh, until we have a conversation with him. Maybe, well, maybe we put this in the old tickler reminder. Yeah, and then like to bring up dumbass journalists because who write about stupid shit mm-hmm. that they don't know anything about. And because of annoyance for an hour bothers them, but yet they'll go to downtown Los Angeles with a homeless population of 20,000 <laughs> people, but a goddamn weed eater and we is what bothers them. We got to watch out for poop, too. Yeah, got to watch out to poop. And heaven forbid oh. we have a gas-powered pooper picker-upper. What did Mitch Carter, what did our buddy Mitch Carter say that whenever they come up with an... Uh, they, I feel like uh, we like shouldn't a, be named... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 like a pitch, like a pitch, like you got to, oh, like you come up, a sh- no, you come up with a story, you pitch a story, and then you pitch a story, and then whether if it gets drawn well, what or what crackpot news organization did this person work for? Bloomberg. Well, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. But there it go. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I like, mean, we their, are not- their founder was the guy that entered the presidential race in the last month, wasted $100 million, and then got out of the race. You know what it says? Immediately underneath this this article, Bloomberg doesn't support the views of this f-ing idiot. No, that's three. You're you I know. met your quota. Calm down here, Nancy. <laughs> I hey, new year, new me. I'm coming in hot. New rule may also trigger debate on similar to gas stove controversy. They're thinking oh. about outlawing gas listen, stoves in listen. California. You know what happened up on Ruby Ridge. Oh God! If you come for my, come take my you propane come, stove. You coming to get my gas stove? You're gonna meet every bit of ammunition I've got. I don't care. Oh man, the California has its way. I like it. If California has its way, the racket will soon be on its way out. Now this this article was posted on November twenty twentieth of twenty twenty three. So little did this person know that it actually did. It, it went into effect. <sighs> but it says that. The rule isn't just about noise. It's not a noise control measure. It's primarily aimed at reducing emissions from small off-road engines that are more polluting than all of the cars in the state combined. Oh, but we don't want to worry about the private jets. Yeah. These Hollywood actors. Here we go. These business people fly on mm-hmm. that pollute just as much. Mm-hmm. Later on the show, this is a tease, Dave. We're going to talk about Taylor Swift. Mm. Old T-Swizzle. Mm-hmm. And if we probably went after the Swifties, it might be some good pub for us because <laughs> there's a lot of them online. And maybe that, you know, that old adage. Hey, I saw old girl from last week's a Swifty. Old girl from last week. Dave, that's very descriptive, pal. Your topic. Uh, oh, Gypsy. Gypsy oh, Rose. Gypsy. Blanchard. Yeah. Anyway, she's a Swifty. She's you better watch it. She'll have you murdered. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> oh, uh, God. But. 
she would have to plant over 2,000 trees to reduce the carbon that she alone has produced this year. Oh, I'd say she's inspired wood a time or two. Just from her airplane? (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Off the rails. Uh... Anyway, it just this this it struck me as odd because like there are so many businesses which now I will say this now before somebody somewhere had to have known that this was coming. And and I'm sure the Internet's going to call me an ignorant hickerbilly that lives in Holland, Indiana, and that's fine because I am. But if you think about it, steel, Kubota, not Kubota, steel, Echo, DeWalt. Poland, Milwaukee. Uh, oh, you're going for battery power. Yeah, like a lot of these bigger power tool, like outdoor power uh, tool companies have already been making, you know, battery alternatives. Now, I will say this. I do own a steel handheld chainsaw, mm. like a little unit. And then I also, my dad, I think, got a DeWalt. And then... uh Another friend of mine has a Milwaukee weed eater, mm-hmm. and they think they're they're animals. They do pretty good. So I mean, I, I'm not really concerned well. with all that stuff. I just I think it goes back to the whole. God, I don't want to get on this soapbox, but like, don't tell me what I can and can't buy. No, you know I'm with I mean? you there, and I've I've only been to California twice. So I've got very limited knowledge, but I've been to uh, Santa Clarita which is a suburb of Los Angeles, and I've been to uh, San Diego. And best I can tell, there's not a a lot of lawn to be had there. But what I can tell you about the areas that I've been in is that it's uh, a lot of uh, commercial space. Yeah. I've been there, you know, one of the two times was for like a uh, a trade show, I guess you'd call it. And just the amount of... uh, the carbon footprint, I guess, that you leave just from keeping one of those places heated or cooled. And then you've got how many sports stadiums are in California because, Jeez. you know, we got like Lucas Oil Stadium, but that's the biggest one in the state and probably nothing compares to that, I'd say, in Indiana. Probably, but out there, yeah, you've got not. multiple professional sports complexes, I believe, right? You've got basketball, yeah. baseball, and football and hockey all out there. I just, I, I think the thing that kills me is I, I just, I guess I just don't understand. It says using small gas powered equipment like leaf blowers and generators ends up being much worse for the environment than driving a car for the same amount of time, which is why California's Air Resources Board have pushed the state politicians to take action. The new law, AB 1346, will require the state to adopt these regulations around these gas powered tools by July 1 of 2022. And ban their sales start January one of twenty four. I just I don't know, man. It's wild to me. To I'd think. say they're probably going to end up finding a way to tax them, and I would say most of California is commercial uh, golf courses or mowing companies. I'd say not too many consumers are out there mowing their own grass in California. I don't know, man. There's a lot of California though, Dave. You think about that, Northern Cal, like up there where all those. <laughs> 
big green uh all sure. the pot farms and all that like northern california up in the mountains and and all these dudes up there you know taking well, care this law wasn't written for that i but i understand that but that's still blanketly covered they're st- oh, they absolutely. still live in california i'd say though it's all these heavily populated places for they're sure. gonna figure out how to tax it and make extra money on it to try to figure out how to get their water to come back well i get that but I don't know. I don't know. I just, I was reading through that and I couldn't believe that uh, one, Jesus Christ. I, so this is in Car and Driver on the internet. So it's got to be true. Oh, yeah, on the internet. One hour of lawnmower use is equivalent to driving 300 miles from LA to Vegas. In one what? In a car. In what car? Exactly. One hour of leaf blower use is equivalent to driving 1,100 miles from L.A. to Denver, like in the emissions. Is that because those leaf blowers, the two-cycle oil? It's just because they run so rich. And they burn, they burn worse. Because they're two-stroke. You're burning oil in them on purpose. Unbelievable, man. I don't know. I guess I'm just ignorant. I guess no, just... no, no, no. I'm not saying you're ignorant. I, I don't, I'm not saying even I agree with it. It's just you get them politicians, and I think we was talking about con artists last week when we got to old Gypsy Rose. What's your, <laughs> what's your nuts? Yeah. And uh, that's all them politicians are. They're just trying to figure out. So how this to guy, so, so this on Car and Driver, this opens up to like a, a thread, like a, it's almost like a forum, right? Like so yeah, there's a bunch yeah. of comment thread. The first guy, what about forestry chainsaws and large scale trimming work? where you don't have access to an electric outlet. You know what I mean? Like, could you imagine all these? There again, Northern California. But timber, I am, am, am pro-electric vehicle and pro-electric everything, but the amount of power it takes to charge all those things, I mean, you're not, it's not like, like a, where's a that trade-off. Carbon, where's that carbon? That's what I'm foot, saying. Yeah, like and you're probably worse for the place that the power plant is because you're a highly concentrated amount of carbon footprint in one area honest question here what about all the old batteries surely they'll be an issue i know recycling can be an option but what about people how many people out there will actually do so seems like that issue is more so worse than the one thinking about it so i was doing some research as this goes on i noticed and i know that i'm labeled as anti-green energy (laughs) shout out shirley's but here's my problem with it I don't know that you can do it on a large scale. And that was my whole point way back when I hijacked your topic about electric vehicles. I think it's great in theories. You want to know who has one of the worst electric grids in this country? Yeah. California. California. Do you want to know who's backed away from shutting down some of their energy plants because they've recognized and realized they cannot produce enough energy for their citizens? California. You That's wanna... why they're shutting down weed whackers because they got to... But here's, but here's the problem. so much pollution. Up. Twelve billionaires. Twelve. One, two. Twelve people. Between 10 and, and, and 13. Twelve Eleven. billionaires' climate emissions outpollute 2.1 million homes. 2.1 million homes, 12 people out pollute for what they do. Um, let's see. Uh, There's, I mean, we could make, we could read until we are blue in the face about how this law doesn't mean it's stupid. But the problem, because of the, like you said, but do you know 12 what, people? The, the, the crazy thing of it is, I was reading an article and it was a scholarly article about Esquire. Esquire. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> to be fair, but it was talking. It was talking about 
mining for these precious metals. You need copper, you need cobalt, you need zinc, you need all these other things. Lithium. I lithium. Oh, yeah. I challenge nasty. anybody that wants to die on the clean energy hill to go ahead and check out how you get those precious materials. Oh, I know. I want you to go do the research and look it up. Because if you're going to Africa, guess what? There's kids in those mines picking those precious metals. Yeah. There's mines. Also digging coal. There's mines bigger than what some of we would think local coal mines are because they've gone to get these metals. You can see them from space. And the problem of it is, is you can't produce at the max level. No. And if you, in Elon Musk, his business is Tesla. He's in the green energy thing. Elon, how are we going to do this? Technology's not there yet. But it will be. It It will be. But when? Right. Well, but for it's, you right again, now, back for, to solar panels. For so states for, to mandate this stuff right now when it's not possibly agreed. feasible. No, agreed. Is I agree. When my dad, when they, when they said, I think, I'm, now this is just, this is me shooting from the hip and I don't have time to fact check it. But the grid in this area is not necessarily conducive to solar. DC power exactly, feeding back in. Exactly. Because of the AC DC difference. And I think in order for, I think I can't remember what number my dad said one time, in order to like retrofit that small little juice box down there on the river where my dad works, you know, in order for it to be conducive for that, like solar and renewable energy, the multi-millions of dollars that it would take in order to make it feasible. And it's not, it's just, it's not. You know where we really need to be? Nuclear. Oh, well, AEP's the company my dad works for, they have a couple of nukes. They got a couple plants. I, and I understand like there's Until that bitch leaks and then we all start growing horns. We're probably growing them anyway just slow. Yeah. 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 I guess all I'm saying from a from a technology standpoint, I don't think solar I'm sure solar panels have advanced. And I've said this on the podcast before. <clears throat> but what made the difference is how efficient everything else has become. LED light bulbs. Oh yeah. You know, when I was a kid, incandescent light bulbs, I imagine a solar panel wouldn't keep your house lit up for two or three hours. No way. Not a chance. But now with the low power consumption of yeah. light-emitting diodes. Don't get me. Yeah. It's just now, but heating and cooling still an issue. We haven't figured it out. There's no. a lot to overcome there. For sure. But TVs are LED, sound, everything else other than those damn the damn heating and air. Yeah. Pumps are expensive. Yeah. Or or they're inefficient, I guess. Well, this brings me to the closing statement in this topic. We don't live in California. Hell no. Go see our friends at Hope Outdoor Power and get your new Echo Weed Eater. Hey, if Indiana time. came for our friends at Hope Outdoor Power, we'd fight them. I'd chain myself to the front door. Over yeah, there. we would do a public protest. Hell no, we won't go. <laughs> Hell <laughs> no. I'd hey, want to and I just want to let the Shirley's know before the next time I see him, I am not anti. Green energy. Mm-mm. I'm not. No. I just, part of me doesn't believe the government should mandate it, which, Dave, you should be proud of that. I am proud of that. The other part of it is the technology's just not there. All right, big fella, what you got? Well, we're going to change gears and get into another abstract thought, Dave. Mm-hmm. An abstract thought exercise. Okay. All right. I'm with you. And my, here's how it all began. My favorite movie to watch of all time 
is It's a Wonderful Life. Mm. You know, I don't think I've ever seen it. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. Is that what that is? Yep. You got never it. Seen it, I've never seen it myself. Really? Nope. Shame on you. Christmas movie, correct? It, it, yeah. And actually, I mean, has it? It is. Just stereotypically has been? Yeah. Well, actually, when it first was originated, it wasn't billed as a uh, Christmas, Christmas movie, movie right. but it has grown into that, which I don't understand that. Um, because it just reeks of Christmas, like not oh. reeks in a bad way, but it yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Christmas theme is strong there. So, anyways, I try to watch it every year because it's a great reminder of we how did, we did watch the uh, A Christmas Story. We did watch, yeah, we did too, yeah. Um, but it's a good reminder of how good we really have it in life. You could take away the money, you could take away the nice thing. Well, we don't. <laughs> Janelle would say, we don't have money, we don't have nice things, which she's right. Bullshit! But compared to some other things, <laughs> you know, I, I got my friends. That's right. Hell you know, yeah. got this podcast, got Couch Guy. Um, you know, we got good people around us. We're very fortunate, very blessed. And it's a she wonderful... Me stress. <laughs> and it's a wonderful life is a good reminder that uh, even in the darkest days and most down moments I run into... I am very fortunate to have a wife that loves me. Gracias. Three healthy kids. Um, you know, all that good stuff. So anyways, what I started to think about was what if movies didn't end the way that they did as they were written, as they were shot, as they were produced? I, you could live in an alternate universe, an alternate universe, and this is how the ending could be out. And and the part where I've got listed here, It's a Wonderful Life, Saving Private Ryan, Star Wars, Die Hard, Shawshank Redemption, etc. These nonfiction uh, are these fiction movies that are created in a Hollywood lab. And my thought, because there's a part in It's a Wonderful Life that I absolutely hate. And it's when that son of a bitch keeps Uncle Billy's money instead of turning it back over. And I thought, how great would it be if there's a sequel and they're slapping old man Potter in cuffs and taking his wheelchair ass to the pokey? You know what I mean? Because he doesn't. No, I don't. Yeah, you don't. Never. So seen there. It. Neither one of you have ever seen it. No, sounds pretty sketchy. I mean, it sounds like that guy needs his ass. That's wild that we we've never seen that. I feel like you and I and this, Dave, this just, are usually on the pretty like we like. There's not many things. You've never. I can't. I know, man. So let me. So let me set this. this Go is to no, Shawshank. Have you seen this, Shawshank? Well, hold on. Okay. But my example is through It's Wonderful Life. So let me just set this premise. Yeah. So it. paint me a picture, Picasso. I will. So there's the Bailey boys, Got and it. there's an older Bailey boy. Uh huh. That's George, and then there's a younger Bailey boy that's Harry. Okay. So this movie starts in the early, oh, 1912, 1919, whatever it is. So anyways, how it starts out is the boys are sledding down a hill across a frozen river. Okay. And they all get there and they get off, and except for when it's the younger Bailey boy, Harry's turn. Harry goes down the hill, but he doesn't stop. He keeps sliding. And he slides to where there's no ice. He falls in. George jumps in and rescues Harry. So George jumps in, rescues Harry gets Harry out. George then, and this is tells you the times, gets an illness. Yeah. They just say he, you know, had an illness. And pneumonia probably, huh? Part of it was he lost hearing in his I think it's his left ear. Okay. So 
uh, you fast forward a little bit. He's recovered. It's summer. And the woman he ends up marrying is sitting in the pharmacy, which back then your pharmacy also had a soda shop, you know, a homemade old soda shop. So she whispers in George Bailey's ear, bad ear, someday I'm going to marry you while he's making something for somebody else. Well, about this time, the pharmacist, this is 1918 or 1919 because the Spanish flu, the pharmacist, where they still made the actual drugs through the capsules and they Mm. had the powder and they'd make the capsules and do all that other stuff, ended up making poison pills. Oh. And he's drunk because he had just got the telegram notice that his son had succumbed to the Spanish flu. Oh, man. And so he's had on a bad one. George catches it. George says, well, I don't think you meant to send these because it's poison. And about that time, the pharmacist slaps George around in his bad ear and he starts to bleed and all that other stuff. Then he points out, hey, this now, is... Now, is this a color movie or black, black and white? Oh, wow. Oh, you don't ruin this. It's a black and white. Okay. They actually colorized it. And James Stewart, who starred as George Bailey, was like, I don't like it. It's meant to be a black and white. Oh, wow. So this happens. And then the pharmacist realizes, and he's like, oh, my God, you saved him. Like, sorry. And George is like, I know you didn't mean it. I know your son died. Got it, got it, got it. So then it fast forwards a little bit further. Uh, Harry Bailey is graduating from high school. George goes to the party as just kind of that older brother that's hanging around. That's where he gets dancing with the sweetie from the soda shop counter. And then they fall into the pool because this school actually designed a gym floor that retracts off and there's a pool below, which it's actual. If you do a little digging, there's a pool that does that. There's an actual pool in California where they shot this, that that's, they installed it as like a government works project during the great depression. So that's how they meet. They have a night. Well, unfortunately, uh, George's dad has a stroke. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Okay. Thanks Dave. Uh Oh, thanks Dave. So George's dad has a stroke. Uh, when all this is going on, George's dad passes. And there's the Bailey building and loan. So think about how old school that it's a building and loan. It's not a bank, but it's a building and loan. And so that's what the Bailey boys were into uh, George's dad. And then his uncle Billy. Well, when George's dad passes away, he gets, they're at the board meeting and they say, well, if old man Bailey's gone, we just might as well fold this shop up. As you could imagine, a building and loan isn't making a ton of money probably sometimes tough to pay its bills, but this just shows the hero the Baileys are because they pr- provide an alternative to the slums that are old man Potter, who's the bank owner and owns a bunch of businesses and all that other stuff. So you fast forward to it. George ends up being running the building and loan. Well, in the timeline, George is heading to travel. He wants to get out. Like that's his theme. Like I want to get out of great Bedford falls. Well, the Great Depression happens, and there's a run on the banks. Or no, 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 take that back. So he stays back. He does. He starts running the shop when his dad. He sends Harry off to college. So Harry goes off to college, comes back. Well, Harry's married to a woman whose dad's in manufacturing in our industry and says, well, Harry's got this great opportunity elsewhere. He's not coming back here, which kicks old George in the dick because he planned on scooting town. Well, he ends up getting married to 
the same woman that he was dancing with at the graduation. Fell in she the pool. had come back. Yeah. And so that love story takes off. They get married. They're going on their honeymoon. First chance George gets to travel. Well, they don't because guess what happens? The Great Depression, the run on the bank. So their honeymoon money ends up keeping the old building and loan open. And then that's how it... So it shows them building their life. Everything happens. WW2 occurs. Harry Bailey wins the Presidential Medal of Honor. The younger brother, because he went off. He becomes the war hero. Mm -hmm. Old George stays at home. Can't enter the military because of his ear. So Harry is coming home. They're going to have a big to-do. Well, the bank examiner shows up at the building and loan. Uncle Billy that morning had went to go deposit $8,000. He has it folded up in a newspaper that he accidentally gives to Mr. Potter and says, hey, read this about one of those Bailey boys. He's had success. Kind of flipping the middle bird to old man Potter. Well, Uncle Billy is known as being forgetful. He has yeah, the he knots. Can't, he can't recall how he, how he, mis, how he misplaced it. Missed the place, the funds. Turns out, as Mr. Potter goes back, he opens it up. There's an envelope, $8,000 cash. Well, of course, the bank examiner says, you have it on your book, so you've got eight grand. But as I'm going through everything, you're short eight grand. Uncle Billy can't find it. They issue a warrant for him, all that other stuff. He comes back. There's a segment with the kids. He's in a bad mood, can't understand. So he leaves. He's got this insurance policy. It's worth $15,000. And he's standing on the bridge the bridge mm-hmm. and he decides he's going to jump in well, he he got drunk at a bar first yeah he went to mr martini's yeah because mr martini had bought one of the bailey houses in that bailey park and had given mr martini a home and so anyways george is drunk wrecks his car he goes to the bridge that's where clarence his guardian angel comes in who doesn't have his angel wings yet so clarence appear, appears in the river below george jumps in to save him. So then they're sitting at the toll booth, the toll workers there, they're talking, all this other stuff. So George Bailey says, well, I wish I was never born. So then it, they kind of play that, let's rewind all this stuff back. So it goes back to... Remember, no man is a failure who has friends. Exactly. Thanks for the wings. And so what happens is they, they play it back. Harry doesn't save all those people and gets the Medal of Honor because, well, Harry drowned that day. The guy that was the pharmacist ends up going to prison because he killed that person that day. His wife turns out to be an old maid because he wasn't there to marry her, and the Bailey building alone doesn't exist, and everybody's living in these slums in Potterville. So that's when he comes to this conclusion, well, you know what? I may go to prison. But I got my family, I got my wife, I've got all these other great things. It's a wonderful life. And it turns out to be, he really does have a wonderful life. Wow. So in the whole scheme of talking about this for 10 minutes, the point of it is, is <laughs> what happens if Mr. Potter gets arrested? Or let's say George does commit suicide. It turns into a little bit darker. Mm. Like there's a lot of those things. So in those other examples I had listed. Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Andy Dufresne, not Andy Died Dufresne. In shitter pipe. Yeah. Dies in the shitter pipe. Or uh, Morgan Freeman guy. Never got red. Hangs himself. Red hangs himself at the halfway house. So I was just sitting there thinking about, uh, like, Die Hard. Let's say he fails on top of Yazamoto Tower or whatever it is. Or uh, Star Wars. Let's say Darth Vader wins. I just think it would be interesting that you could pick the movie if it turns out that way. And say, hey, I want this ending where in Saving Private Ryan... 
that guy like just died in the battle right before they get there, or they never secure the bridge, and those German yeah. those German tanks just truck roll right through. through. And uh, wipe out the next battalion. Or Tom Hanks doesn't actually die. Yeah. He's like, this mission's dumb. Find somebody else. Yeah. You know, I just I just Are think. cold, honey? Yeah. I'm, I'm hot. I'm good. It's probably the bourbon. It's great. But I just, that's what I was thinking about. And long way around it, this topic should be now labeled a description of It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. But no, hashtag no need to watch it. Hashtag yeah. Lindemann's. Covered it pretty in depth. Yeah, I bet if you read that from Wikipedia, I'm probably pretty spot on. Like literally verbatim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love the movie. It's great. It is. Uh, that's I think pretty, the movies go like that because um, unfortunately, I think most of the time that's not a wonderful life. Well, I know. Like I feel like that's why you're escaping it's a movie. the realities yeah. of life. Because normally Darth Vader wins. Andy Dufresne dies of sepsis after he goes through the shit. Wallers through a shit tube. Um, Band of brothers, they you know the Germans get across the bridge. Saving Private Ryan, yeah, uh, that's the one. Band of brothers, they didn't find. Well, that and that's why I stayed away from movies that were made with like a historical perspective, because then you're talking about time travel and changing that. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if the writers at the table decided, hey, we're really going to mess with these people, a Hallmark movie, for instance. We all love the Christmas Hallmark movies. Oh, God. Big fan of them. My mom probably watches 40 hours every year. I could tell you with probably 98% accuracy how this movie is going to play out. Within the first 20 minutes. It's the least likely thing that would happen in real life. It's the same description of everything (laughs) that they do. And what if that one time Hallmark's like, you know what? Let's really mess with people. Let's write this to where that son of a bitch goes back to New York City and leaves the old country girl with her child <laughs> at home. They wouldn't with make her. any money, man. Nobody yeah. wants to watch Are you real kidding life. Me? That, yeah. But it's all about viral hits. You know how big of a hit that would be? Yeah. If they premiered that one on on like December one or whatever it would be, or you know, Black Friday, there's the big premiere for that Christmas movie. And it turns out instead of this heartwarming uh, ah! uh <laughs> A uh, big, big, juicy makeout scene in front of the town square Christmas tree. As it tree. starts to fake snow. This dude's getting on an airplane to go <laughs> back to his supermodel <laughs> girlfriend in New York at his billion-dollar-a-year salary. Oh, shit. Ah. Hey, uh, this weekend was fun. I'm going to go hang out with my bros and yeah. hey, slay it. Hey, it was good to see you. Glad you haven't changed much from high school. But old Giselle back in New York is a little bit taller, a little bit prettier. And makes that hell of a lot more, money, got more than money than you. Yeah. Dave, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna have to look. I am. Am I the rowdy friend? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I kind of been trying not to get too in depth because I knew what my topics are. You know, Friday I cooked a brisket. I stayed up all night long. Stayed up till two thirty in the morning to flip the brisket. Do you have to nap. flip the brisket? Yeah, there's a time where you go from fat up to fat down, or at least the recipe I follow. Per David's is, which is mind-blowing to me. Okay. He is probably, like, when it comes to, like, following recipes, you, you, you're pretty much, you're you're right in there. Yeah, I try to. Why would that surprise no, you? No, it doesn't. Okay. I'm just saying, like, like, when it comes to, like, smoking meats and things like that. But yeah. I don't preheat the oven for pizza, though. That's wild. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why he almost he almost didn't preheat his smoker before he put this damn. I've never preheated before until I talked to Mace. 
I always put it in like an hour, like time. our smokers. Yeah, the Green Mountains that him and I have. Yeah, like they have to go through a process in order to. Oh no! So does the camp chef. Yeah, like they 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 get up to like a. Yeah, thing. it's like a six minute process. Yeah, or mm-hmm. whatever ours is. You yeah. know, whatever it goes through steps one, two, and three, and then it once it once it gets to one fifty makes the auger make sure the auger's full of once it, pellets. Once and, it gets yeah. to one fifty, then it allows you to adjust your temperature from there. He just throws it on right out of the gate, like the whole. I normally throw the meat on, then hit the on button. You were that. You'd be that guy. That's what I mean. But I told him, I said, David, that piece of meat is only going to absorb smoke for the first forty-five minutes that it's on that grill. It, the, you can read all you want to read, but it's like forty-five minutes is to, pretty much forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, but I mean, like you're, and that son of a bitch smokes, boy. When it's yeah. when it's firing up, well, I took it to heart. I, I yeah, and I, I I'm glad it. you. I'm glad you. We, yeah, we got okay. on the same page. Hey, so, Dave, why does this brisket taste like it's been in a house fire? <laughs> Uh, but at any rate, so I stayed up till two thirty. I flipped the brisket, and I, I'd like to spray it once an hour. This cider Worcestershire sauce thing I got. What kind of Worcestershire sauce do you use? Uh, cheap, cheap. Oh, cheap. you don't get the Lee no, apparently. it's not yeah. leap. Yeah, no, no, no. Cheap Lee apparently. Uh, but anyway, so I took a nap from probably three to six, and that's when it was time to flip it back to fat up. Did you freak out? No, I just got up and I flipped it. But then I stayed up all day because people were coming that night. We had a bunch of people coming that day. So I stayed up, cleaned the shop, got everything going. And it, it was everything I had. Everything I had to make it till 11. And then it was like a fight till 1230 because we had some stragglers. You know, people want to stay up. We haven't seen in a while. And I was like, good grief. You know, like, hey, let's do karaoke. I went through the terrible mm-hmm. setting all the karaoke up. And I was like, yeah, I just don't feel like it tonight. Then Sunday morning rolled around, and I was like, babe, we could tell everybody we're sick. And she's like, what? I was like, I'm tired. But we didn't do that. We got up, and we got everything going. And folks started coming over, and I have never clock watched so much in my whole life as well, waiting for that GD ball yeah. <laughs> to get to where it was going to drop down. And... uh you know, 1130, I was like, well, we probably better start packing it up. Yes, when the missus went to bed. Because she was enjoying a couple of jealous shots, folks. She was having a good old time. Well, when we were here, there was that conversation. David said 100, but I don't think I know. No, it was probably 13. There was, there was a conversation of, hey, Jenna, when are you going to go to bed? She's like, well, my plan is like 1215. And everybody, you know, there's kind of kind of the the reality. It's going to be two in the morning. <laughs> You're going to be out here slamming Jello shots, and she's real good at that. Like she means so well, and a lot of times she is so well. But sometimes, no. So I'm glad to, I'll I'll make sure to let my boss know that. Yeah, she know. she. So we started packing everything up, like getting food ready about eleven thirty. I was sure that the antenna was on the right direction to get the ball drop. And uh, that way, you know, it dropped at midnight, and we'll see y'all later. Is and that we right? all packed it in. But there was a time where I'd have been upset, like, hey, why y'all leaving? Stay here. You want me to throw pizza on the uh, CGI stove or something? That's your pizza oven, Dave. And, uh, it's no longer a CGI stove. <laughs> and daggone it, it just hit me come Monday that I'm just a big old turd, and I... I don't like staying up late. Am I the rowdy friend that's settled down? I think I have all my rowdy friends. How late did you stay up on New Year's? Two thirty. 
Oh boy. How did you say? Oh, you already said 1215. 1215. Now, my situation was a little bit more peculiar because I was sober Sally and I had to make sure everybody got home and things got put away. And I got that covered next year. I played the big dog on that deal. I think. Yeah. How do you get that covered? Well, next year? we got it. Yeah. I think. Well, we're going to have, we're going to do things different. 25 for sure. I know. We're going to borrow somebody's short bus. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't, we Is never, there still a bus behind Couch Guy's grandpa's house? I don't know. For a long time, there was one. That You know, that's called the cool bus. <laughs> I know. I rode in the cool <laughs> bus quite a bit. I'm lost. What are we doing? Nothing. We, we were talking we got, nothing we, with we you. We might mean, have a DD. Oh, nothing with you. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying we'll have a... Yeah. Uh, if we're driving the cool bus... <laughs> yep, see you later. <laughs> if we're driving the cool bus, you have a CDL. No, you don't. You gotta have a chauffeur's license and a CDL. No, public passenger. No, not if it's, it's not public. Yeah, it's not. Well, public. I know you're right. It's I a private vehicle. If you put "not for hire" on it, anyway, you don't fall under any regulations. I'm just not saying we might have. Shit, that is true. Yeah. yeah, we might have a. Well, you a, said something totally different that we were gonna have just a little private shindig, you know, and uh, lock the doors and not let anybody else oh. come in and keep drama out. You were included, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you were part of that. Yeah. Like, Who do we operate with that has a lot of drama? Well, I mean. Not, well, we don't need to air that. I, no, I don't. Damn. I think it was just. <laughs> How much money you got in your jacket? Put that on blast. <laughs> How much money I think you got that was just account? an in general when it's, you know, you get the big New Year's Eve. There's lots of drinking and. It's Woo! amateur night. It's it amateur is. night. It's just Listen, like. It's those, just like. If you want to know the truth about it, when night. we had. So I guess it was last year. Mm-hmm. Was it last year that we had it in the house? Yeah. That was a good time. That's what I'm saying. Like, it was... When we weighed our options, when we weighed our options of looking at what we wanted, were going to do, we considered coming out here, but you had some strangers. We weren't... And then we didn't know... Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't understand because you had said Jenna was going to go to bed early. Mm. So we didn't know if that was, hey, she's here till 10. She's going to yep. tell everybody goodbye. Janelle likes hanging out with Jenna. For sure. I don't know why, but they <laughs> they seem to get along just fine. And so we weighed that option, and then we weighed the Legion option. And it was one of those deals where you could That's stand fine. shoulder to shoulder yeah, it was and be down there. I and thought I, the floor was going to And I want to support our buddies there at Flood Road. They played a great gig for us. But then it kind of got to it where I just told Janelle, as the one, your predicament here where you're talking about slowing down, I was at the Legion not two or three weeks ago till three in the freaking morning. Mm-hmm. And then I don't want to do anything New Year's Eve. Yeah. And it's like. You made a good point when you talked to me on the phone. It's like you're getting ready. Spring's coming. Yeah. Baseball's almost here. Yeah. Rhett man's going to get mobile. Yeah. Things are going to change. Yeah. And sometimes you got to take advantage of those nights where you just sit at home and don't do shit. Well, and I think you say you're the rowdy friend that's slowed down. We all are. I bet. But hold on here. And I tell Janelle this every once in a while. I just need to tie one on. I need to go and just go hard in the paint. Like Teddy Hoops teaches you to go, you know, he's a point guard. Yeah. He, I mean, he ain't. Well, either way, just yeah. get after it. Yeah, and get after it. Because every once in a while, you have to do that. It's Absolutely. In our, it's in our DNA. But he can't do it all the time like he used to. I bet right now, if we said, hey, Friday night, we have the all clear from the wives. We're just going to have a good time. We're going to bring around some of our other rowdy friends, and we're just going to have a good old. Lace the boots up and kick it. You'd be all in. 
And oh, you'd be absolutely. okay. Yeah, you're right. You're but right. I think, burn the, we would burn the midnight. I oil. think it's become situational. As we've aged, we've gotten wiser, David. <laughs> and uh, David, what has happened is now you rewind here a cool six months ago, and I was pretty confident that we were drunk every weekend for a long time. I will be honest. I don't remember it because we were probably drunk. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I think this show maybe has, eight months ago. This show has caused us to hang out less. Yeah, when, yeah. It, when it comes to when it just comes the to, old yes. fashioned sit, and and we haven't had sitting around drinking weather. No. If you and tell you the truth, I was, I've been talking about it a lot. I think I'm drinking less because of this show. Yeah, I'll have a few beers on here, but I don't seem to have time to just sit down and be like, oh, I ain't got nothing better to do. Yeah, we got a hobby now, boy. Which is we're amazing. Running a business, which is amazing because early episodes we were pickled. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> We were pickled. Hey, that's how we got to. It's like the paving machine. We got to. We're paving the way. But I, but you know I I think everybody gets to this point where they think they've lost their fastball. Kids, man, and you've not lost your fastball. You've no. just worked on developing a different pitch. We got to change up now. Yeah, we got to. We got to. We got a little twelve six curve. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be cool if I knew what the hell you guys are talking. About. I know, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you got more uh, different horses for different jobs. Yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of having, instead of having that old barrel horse. We no, got, no, no, no. We're not running thoroughbreds anymore. Yeah, we're not running barrel horses. Yeah. We're, we got a walker now. Yeah. We're going to check fences. We're going to just ease on but, down the line. But we've, weren't, we've learned the longevity of what we need to do. You know, we realize it's more than just a sprint. It's a marathon. Hell yeah. And we'll, keep that barrel, we'll keep that barrel pony in the, in the stall. But that barrel pony's still ready to go. Yeah, it's still there. Okay. But 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 ninety times ninety nine point nine percent of the time we got the saddle on the walking horse. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Because for right. the sanctity of our marriage, we have to keep that old uh, that old thoroughbred or bar- yeah. barrel horse in, yeah. in the we, garage. We got our keeper tied in the up. in the pen. So I don't think, buddy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't overanalyze it too much <sighs> because I know that we could on a push comes to shove. When it's time to buckle up, we can still get down. Yeah, oh, yeah. you'll still take your shirt off at the Legion and shoot pool. Yeah, mm. I'm. I. I Hell yeah. See, there it is. All we need to do is get us some sad country songs. Get some of that great v- Vietnam uh, chopper oh! music. Yeah, so Dave, no, I wouldn't I worry about it, but hey, uh, don't worry, buddy. Don't yeah, worry. hey, if you were really getting to that point where you were losing it, we'd tell you. We'd all be right, the I, first ones to tell I'd you. Like, hey, that. you big fat bitch, quit being a wet blanket all the time. <laughs> yeah, huh? reach down there and grab them cojones and uh, put your purse on Saddle the shelf. Up one time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Get Dave, that old that little, that out of the fruity fruit drink you're drinking ain't gonna d- help anything. Grab you a beer and let's get after it. I think you'd be there in a heart. Fucking a, Ray. You know what brother. we need? We really need to. We really need somebody we know to have a good old fashioned bachelor party. Oh, good. Girl. Never oh. been to one. <laughs> You've never. What about for you? Never had one. Oh, well, David. Hell. David Allen Smoker. What about having a bachelor party for like your how many year anniversary? Yeah, would you just celebrate with the bride? Because uh, didn't 15. you fifteen? Yeah, we should have had it. That yeah. was uh, Sunday night or whatever New Year's oh Eve was. Gosh. We could have a sixteen-year bachelor party. Would we do it local, or would we go like Louisville? Oh no, I don't want to go there no more. Louisville? Now there's another thing. I will say this: I just soon go here or my house or your house as I'm opposed with you to on there. 
Or maybe the Legion's fine, uh, but be, I don't want to go I'll up. be honest. After my desire to be in some young buck bar. Oh, God. Just doesn't. Terrible. Terrible idea. Yeah. Or it, we could go to Nashville, but we're going. But I, I'm going to the hotel. Like Nashville, Indiana? No, like Nashville, oh, Tennessee. Okay. But I'm going to the hotel when it gets dark. Oh, I don't go when it gets dark. I go to AJ's Good Time Bar, and I sing karaoke, and they kick me out. Well, that's fine, but I'm just saying if that's... Can we do a Nashville trip? We can. Let's do it. Let's do that instead of a Cardinals game this year. Ooh. Are we going to leave the wives behind? No. no. I can't Look get you. <laughs> what a freaking hound dog. Hey, no, uh, I just... There's a certain... I tell Janelle all the time, my wife is an angel. She's a saint. She's the sweetest woman I've, I've, I've ever known. Like, you put, like, on my Mount Rushmore... Mother Teresa, my mother Janelle, and then Zoe's probably my fourth yeah. up there because she's my little girl. <laughs> and I tell you what, I tell her all the time: if you would have met me in college and you law school hate days, my guts, you would have never talked to me. I said high school, we probably would have. High school would have been all right, but when I got to that stage where I'm drinking fifths of whiskey a night and. Drinking and I think we covered what we was doing in college. Uh, at least 14 <laughs> people, yeah. There was a few of them that found out what he was doing, yeah. yeah. Hey, but some things are that's all happening. Hey, to be tell buried. us what Brado brought for us. Today. I tell you what, it's a good thing, you know. We're lucky to have Couch Guy, but mm-hmm. Brado does a great job of sending us. Three big things for the week. That's, That's what right. I was doing over there behind uh, Scores Bench at the Baird Classic. I was apologizing to him. Why? Because I didn't tell him our schedule. Oh. Yeah. You know, we forget that outside of us, that I there's know. some other people. Yeah. Like, it's embarrassing that Couch Guy is sitting out front of Dave's house on a random Wednesday. <laughs> and like, there's nobody here. Our, our buddy, Cord O'Brien, <laughs> who supplies us all that wonderful jerky product. And yeah. he's like, hey, you guys recording tonight? Oh, oh shit! Oh shit! Hey, about that Cordo, which we need to get him in here for an we episode. We need to have yeah, like a Google, sure. the Google Calendar with yeah. <laughs> with a couple share people. with the folks with a couple people. Uh, three big things for this week: how much to tip this holiday. We've talked about it before. Tipping culture has changed a lot over the last few years, and many Americans are confused about how much to tip. While there are no hard and fast rules. This article provides a few suggestions for tipping during the holiday season. Brado asks, is 20% still the standard? Do you guys ever vary your tips? Oh, shit. Uh, I felt like shit. I felt like a piece of shit the other day. I went into a, uh, it's a chain. It's, it was a chain donut joint. Uh, it, parlor donuts, I guess you would say. I think that's what it's called. Parlor yeah. donuts where they have those cronuts or whatever. And I paid $35 yep, I'm out. for a dozen of those big-ass cronuts. Now, they're not just your normal run-of-the-mill. They would not be in our Dutchman Inconvenience Store. <clears throat> gotcha. uh, these are what you would call fancy donuts is what the kids like to call. <laughs> and all I did was, like, I showed up, I walk in, they say, what would you like? And I say, I'll take three of those, three of those, three of those, and three of those, and they put them in a box, and then I pay for them, and then it has a gratuity line on it. And I'm like, I don't tip. I didn't. And I, and when I handed it back to the girl, I said, thank you, have a good day, Merry Christmas, or Happy New Year. And she's like, 
Yeah, thanks. And like, she didn't really get shitty with me, but granted, she was probably she was she probably like a high school age kid. So they're not, you know, some are not uh, as talkative at you know eight o'clock eight o'clock in the morning. I bet she texts the shit out of you though. I'm sure she would. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Like sometimes on those takeout things like that, like I feel pretty rough. But other than that, no, I, I'm I used to not be a good tipper, and I know people that are not good tippers that are terrible tippers. But I've married a girl that worked as a waitress for a while, and I know what they have to do and dealing with the public and shit like that. So I, I tip accordingly. What about you? Heavy tipper. I, I, I follow along. This is based on the situation. This is what I'll do. So using an example similar to your parlor donuts example, we'll go to eat at Chicago's. And which is, which is a buffet. Yeah, it's a buffet. Yeah. And they have a tip line right there. Yeah. And I never tip. Now, Do you get your own soda? Yeah. Yeah. So you, you get all your stuff. Yeah. There's but no there, way. But there's a bus boy that comes through. Right. Generally speaking, I'll try to throw a couple bucks out there. Yeah. For the bus boy to pick up. Yeah. But if you're paying with your card, you don't put a tip I on don't the put card a tip line, line. But Some, you, you may throw two or three bucks on the table for the bus kid. Similar situation. Yeah. You go to a subway. This person puts Not together the sandwich, and there's a tip line there. If I, I pay, have never done that. If yes. I if I pay in cash and there's some loose change. And it's not like an embarrassing amount. I like, usually throw it in the Ronald McDonald or not the McDonald, but whatever the donation. They they all got. The you wouldn't little, tip the kid at McDonald's putting your sandwich together there. No way. No, I. So, I know. I know. You know. What I the, you know what the checkout window when you pay at McDonald's and right on the outside of yeah. the building underneath there, like if it's like forty five cents or some shit, I would just say, hey, put it in there. You know what I mean? But like, if it's a whole ass dollar, no, I'm taking the dollar. Well, don't go there any further because that's a topic of mine in the future. Okay. So this this article talks about a few suggestions. And first off, this article, I don't know many of us that uh, qualify for these, but here we go. Live in nanny. Tip up to a week's pay. Oh, my God. Babysitter. I do know a, I do know a full-time nanny, though. Babysitter. Up to an evening's pay. A barber. Up to the cost of one haircut. Oh yeah, that hey, and I'll I have single handedly seen that, uh, old big fella, raking in some some good tips, but with a quality cut. Yeah, you know it's yeah. definitely due. Dog walker up to one week's pay. Personal trainer. You know, up there's to the, one of those in Huntingburg. A dog walker. Yeah, up to the cost of one session. Garage attendance up to thirty bucks. Package delivery worker. Small gift in the twenty dollar range. Many delivery companies discourage you, or prohibit cash. Did gifts. you see Amazon put a thing on that this this holiday season? If you were, oh, you to, could like, yeah. If you were to say like, my driver did awesome, they automatically got five bucks. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah per and delivery. that's not from you, like Amazon. It's from it was from Amazon. Oh, look at Jeff Bezos having a heart. Uh, doorman <laughs> up to eighty bucks. Garden worker up to fifty bucks. I. Why is the hey. doorman get more than the garden worker? Garden worker. <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Pistons tie an NBA record with 28 straight losses. The Pistons continued their losing streak Thursday with an overtime loss to the Boston Celtics. It unfortunately marked 28 consecutive losses, which I think update they did win. Brado, I know Smoke will be out on this, but have you guys ever experienced a team that you just weren't good on? 
But have you guys ever experienced a team that you just weren't good on? Or the team just wasn't good? I'd say it's probably the team wasn't good. I can't say. Well, I mean, like if you were there for the longest time, if you were like a Cleveland Browns fan. I think he's asking from personal experience. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't think so either. If you're a part of a team that wasn't good? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I, I've been. In the, yeah, I, I one my year fresh, I, my freshman year of football we didn't win a game. Yeah, yeah, that's what he's asking. In yeah. middle school, I was on a what they called a pony league baseball team. I oh think. Yeah, yeah, that would yeah. be the age group that we coach now. Yeah. And uh, so I did that, and we had a coach. And it's the first time I ever played baseball my whole life. Hmm. I was on this pony league team, and they made a team for us last minute because there's so many kids in the county or in the in the district or whatever. Yeah. And the coach quit after the third practice. <laughs> I feel like it was indicative Tough of something. Yeah, that is. So that was the end of our season. We What's the last one, one here? Steve Ballmer? Steve Ballmer, which is a former Microsoft exec, current owner of the Los Angeles Clippers, is set to make a billion dollars this year for doing nothing. Ballmer, the Lucky sixth bastard. richest person in the world, is set to collect that much in dividends. For simply owning Microsoft stock in 2024. Brado's commentary. Does anyone really know how the stock market works? I'm all out. No. Uh, Brado, just going to throw it out there. If you're part of the wealthy elite, you know exactly how the stock market works. Just talk to our elected Congress and Senate uh, individuals because they seem to make a lot of money <laughs> for a group of people that only make Insider like Insider trading. Stop it, Dave. Oh, Not our elected no. officials. Enron. How does Diane Feinstein, who had a 35,000-year career as a senator for the state of California, be worth $300 million? I I think your mic cord's catching on fire. Hey, we need to take a break here. We'll be right back. Today's Pause for the Cause is brought to you by the original OG sponsor of the Wandering Dutchman podcast, Maxi Barbershop. Listen, your lack of haircut these last six weeks is pretty noticeable. It's pretty bad when Gam Gam made you put on the hat for family pictures this past Christmas. Do yourself a favor and head over and see Jay. He'll get you trimmed up, whether it be a sweet-looking fade or just a little off the sides. He'll give you a haircut that even Graham Gam will be proud of. Go see Jay over on 13th Street in Huntingburg today. Ah! And we're back! <laughs> Big shout-out to our OG, Maxi uh, Barbershop. Oh. He doesn't even know that he's sponsoring the Some pause for the cause. We just basically did the ad. We just took it from him. And now we're going to send him an invoice. I hope he's not like uh, going to be upset with us. Pay now, sir. Uh, Are you pay now? He can avoid payment by bringing a little brisket to the table. Oh, boy. That'd be great. Yeah, I'll tell him that. Briskets and beer. We'll take another pan of those burn-ins. Oh. Very nice. Very nice. But, hey, go get your hair cut. Big Mace, you get a lead off hour two like you always do with a very enthralling topic about... How about an ad read? First, let's hear from our friends at Catering by Meyer. Yeah, let's hear from them. Hour two is brought to you by Catering by Meyer. Okay. <sighs> Deep breath. You survived. You got through the holidays and you took our advice and you called Catering by Meyer. Now you turn the calendar to 2024 and realize, oh no, I've got a graduation party or a wedding or a birthday party, family reunion, wedding anniversary, class reunion, and many more to begin planning. 
Do yourself a favor. Make one call and one call only. Make it to Catering by Meyer. They will handle your menu and all the food. You still need to call and book everything else with other folks. I mean, come on. Catering by Meyer is busy enough. They can't handle all the planning. Give them a call today. And tell them the Dutchman sent you. Okay, all Big right. Mix. Now. Now. Enthralling topic, too. Enthralling topic about jungle. Mm. Jungle love. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. I'm out. Okay. Okay. Before you okay, blanketly say hey, that. that's okay, man. Let's look into hey, this hey, a little bit how, more. How is depth. Cesar, by the way? Really good. Is he good? Yeah. Tell him we said hi. Like in a normal high. The warden. Hola, amigo. Hola, yeah. amigo. Hola, primo. Que anda way? Anyway. What a- <laughs> well, we're, we're going to speak Spanish a lot in this place that we're getting ready to go to. The jungle? Yes. Los Bravos? Bolivia. Ah, Bolivia. They got coffee beans, huh? Justine and I were watching a movie. Oh, by the way, I got an idea. I a poop coffee? No. Oh, okay. Another one. Yeah. All right. Down down some arns in the far. Uh-huh. Okay. Go ahead. Bolivia. Um, Justine and I were thumbing through, I think it was on Amazon Prime Video last night. We were going to go to, I went, to, I was like, Eight, so I ate a ham sandwich and some carrot slices, carrot sticks, and uh, some ranch. Yeah, with hot sauce together. Yeah, and then uh, like I think even had like a dill pickle for mm. supper. That's it. Are you pregnant? No. Okay. Uh, and we stumbled upon this movie called Jungle with uh, oh, wee, oh, wee. David Radcliffe. David, David or Radcliffe? Daniel? Daniel. Not there David. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, there you go. Harry Wizard Harry Potter. My kid's all in, by the way. I'm Harley and Ronald Weasley and Hagrid. Have they Draco read, Malfoy. Have they read the book? No, just watch the movies. Okay. They did that uh, one day between Christmas and New Year's. We had another slug day where... The warden and the kids, they literally watched all of them. Between Christmas break and you New did it too, Year's. Didn't you? No, I watched all eleven Star Wars movies. <laughs> Nerd alert. Wild. Anyway. The movie Jungle was based on <laughs> I don't off know of, how you guys do it. Why? You don't like movies? No, I'm not against movies. I guess it's just where our kids are. You're at. more into like black. Well, and my white kids ones. didn't watch them with me. Oh God, that's even worser. Anyway, how do back you have to time to hide? I don't. I watch her in the living room. Like, Dad, what are you doing? Let's watch a show. I'm like, I'm watching a show. It's Star Wars. Have a seat. And they're like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go shoot hoops. Yeah, nerd. My kids are like, Dad, I need some milk. Or Dad, I'm thirsty. Well, or, just wait, Casey. Hey, You'll get, your time will come. Your time will come. It'll be. Don't worry. <sighs> the movie Jungle. The Jew <laughs> Jungle. The, 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 I don't think I you're said, allowed to say I that. I said Jew jungle, but it's actually about a Jewish guy from uh, Israeli. Israel, not Israeli. Uh, <laughs> he, is, he is Israeli. Yeah. Yossi, Yosef Yossi Ginsberg, born April 25th, 1959. He's actually like... Still alive. Same age as somebody that's very close to me. David Allen Smoker. No. <laughs> Easy. He Love was at, he was an Israeli adventurer, author, and entrepreneur. 
humanitarian and motivational speaker. Goes to, gets out of the Navy. Oh, oh. Does he go to the jungle? Yes. In the Navy. He, he went to, he was in the Israeli Navy, and then after he got done with that, he but they had a different song. He was the Israeli going. Navy? Is that a real thing? Yeah. I think Couch lots guy. of people have navies. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Couch guy has military service experience. I bet he's never ran into his, to an Israeli sailor. <laughs> Are they paddling rowboats? Whoa. Wow. I think wow. they've got a pretty modern. We gave it to them. That's exactly what it is. Wow. They've Go got ahead. a modern military. Yeah. Yes, they do. Very modern. All right. We're on Yosef, the Israeli. Johan. Yeah. After completing his service in the Israeli Navy, Ginsburg inspired by the book. Uh, anyway, he decided that he was going to go to Bolivia uh-huh. and check out the jungle. Was he hunting Nazis? No. Oh, boys, you got to get better on your movie summaries. I know. Mine was brutal at hour one. <laughs> yeah. And here we are again. No, I'm going to paint a little broader picture. This dude. Goes to Bolivia. Uh-huh. He's going to go on an adventure because he wants Coke to see trade. the he wants to see the jungle. Human trafficking. Mm. While in Bolivia, he meets another dude, a Swiss army knife. Nope, teacher. <laughs> okay. They just so happen to get on the same little boat that's going to take him up the river to love boat. Take him up the river to this camp where they were going to start their adventure. And they were like, hey, I'm going to go on an adventure. Do you want to go on an adventure? And they were like, yeah. And I like t- our podcast adventure. And then and they, they were like. tips and it was magic. They were we in, didn't touch tips. They were in a. Uh, yes, we did. They were in a, like a Bolivian marketplace. Well, Coke. And they met another Is dude. Is this a wet market? That was like, hey, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, we are getting ready to go on a hike to the jungle. That's exactly how they wrote it up. And then. They got approached by another guy that asked Yossi, like, hey, are you American? And he said, no. And he said, how about I take you and two of your buddies up into the jungle, and I will introduce introduce you to, like, an actual uh, uninhabited tribe of Indians, native Indians, indigenous, that have not ever been photographed spoken to or anything like that. So how does this Okay, go the, on. One of the guys was an aspiring photographer. Ooh. He was his name was uh uh Johan. You know, that was Yossi. Anyway. This the Swiss Miss guy. His name was Marcus. Marcus Aurelius. Very. Carl was the was the Carl. the tour guide. <laughs> so he Carl. was supposed to be Austrian. Daryl my brother Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, they go on this trip. Marcus and Kevin. Kevin was the photographer. It's all real. This is all real. Like this whole movie was based on a real deal, based on a true story. Oh, the, hey, don't yawn. Uh, 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 I was taken aback that this is real, guys. You would not believe how much reading and like YouTubing that I have done about this because it's so like it was so interesting to me. Well, tell us about it, Rain Man. 1981 is when all this shit was going down. Daniel Radcliffe wasn't born in 1981, right? Yeah, I know it's that. It's a movie, Dave. Okay, oh, moving on. Oh, this, the uh, movie. Topic uh, sorry, sucks dicks. Uh, what you got, Dave? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> so we're in the jungle, and they're going to go after this tribe that's never been met or photographed. Right. So what happens? So they get like six or eight days in, and the whole thing's a f- farce. Oh, Carl, no. Carl's got him hoodwinked. Don't trust a guy named Carl. Yeah. So he basically took them to this market to buy food. He said they, they left with rice, beans, and salt, and that was it. And they were like, this is all the food we're going to go on? I mean, this is like a 12 or 14-day deal here. And they're like, no, we're going to hunt. Like, we'll be able to hunt in the in the jungle. Are they hunting humans? And he had a he had a shotgun and a machete and some other things. And <clears throat> the first thing Carl shoots is a damn monkey. And Marcus was, like, the Swiss dude was so, like, couldn't do it. It looks like a human. Yeah. Like, they threw it in the fire, like they did on the movie, like the Meat Eater show, where they singe the hair off, and then they just, it's terrible. Looks like a small child. It does. Like, it's crazy, dude. If you haven't seen that. We don't need to go there. Yeah. So, anyway, Marcus can't eat it. Well, then Marcus's feet, he gets, he gets, uh, gangrene, foot rot, like jungle rot, where your feet are wet for so so long that your skin just starts to break down and open up into sores. Yeah. Well, then he starts bitching a lot. And the whole squad just thinks he's a big fat puss. Like, hey, come on, deal. You know, what's the deal here? Quit being a bitch and we got to walk here. We got to go meet these Indians. Well, then, like, they get, you know, prior to me telling you that it was a farce, like, they're, they're, I think they're like eight or nine days in, and the guy's like, yeah, it's all a sham. Like, you can either go back down river. You know, we can walk three days to get back to a camp to where somebody can pick us up. Or we can build a raft and then, like, you can go down the river on a raft, but you'll never make it through this one gorge because the rapids are too bad. Well, Marcus is like, I'm not riding a raft, and neither does Carl because Carl can't swim. Oh. So, like, this whole this whole time they think Carl's this awesome jungle badass that has, like, made good friends with all these indigenous tribe, and they're going to go take pictures and... Kevin's going to make millions of dollars on National Geographic for this move. For this, who's Kevin? The photographer. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Long story short, Yossi and Kevin get on the raft. Marcus and Carl take off walking. The raft gets hung up in a rapid. They get split up. Yossi loses Kevin. Gets washed through the gorge. Kevin's gone. Can't find him. About, I think on day nineteen. After all, like Yossi's in there, like he's got a map and he's walking in circles, starving to death, no energy, like he's going to die, basically. Yossi, all of a sudden here, he said it sounded like a bee, like something buzzing. It's Kevin with another indigenous dude. Nope. Tribal guy that where they started, like that Bolivian guy in a damn boat. Coming up the river. Which you can't have in California now. To find him. He was out there for like almost 20. It was like three weeks and some change. So like 20 some This sounds days. an awful lot like deliverance, but in Bolivia. 20 some days by himself in the jungle. As an Israeli, like I think he was 20, 21, 22, 20 years old. With rice, beans, and salt. Like he was eating... Like, I think at one point they said he, he ate, like, uh, bird eggs and shit like that, you know? Come to find out, Kevin 
from where they had the farthest they had gone before they split up was 120 miles down this river to where he found that dude with the boat. Like he had washed down the river a considerable, like how he was even alive is a miracle in itself. And then for him to convince a dude to go back up river for a guy that's been missing in the jungle for already three weeks to waste his time to go back up there to look for this cat was a feat of like was a miracle in itself also. So which guy was Daniel Radcliffe? Yosef. 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 Mm. Yosef. 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 The guy so, he he was the main dude. So Kevin dies? No, Kevin makes it. Carl dies. Carl and Marcus Stom were never seen again. They're still missing to this day. They I'm probably just took up with from, from 1981. I'm going to assume they're dead. Oh yeah. No, they're, they're hanging toast. out in a tribe. They're toast. Because they said they they told Marcus and they told Marcus and Yo Marcus and and Carl were going to walk three days back to this camp, but it was four to five days by raft on the river, just the way the river would wind. Yeah, because no river runs straight. Right. So they thought, well, piss on that. We're not walking because Mark because Joseph was starting to get some foot rot too. But Marcus's feet were were shearing up, like his feet were getting better. He was bathing them every time they would stop, and they would build a fire, and he would dry his feet out. And he he had gotten some salve or something that he had. Keefs. He had that in his pack. You know what I mean? Before they left, well, come to find out, oh Yosef, when he come back, and they and they picked him up, and he got you know he got right again, and everything like that. The son of a bitch moved over there. He currently lives full time in the Bolivian jungle, mm. like obviously in a probably more inhabited area. But uh, I don't know. I just that movie really grabbed me. You know, it really grabbed me by the sack, and and made me do some reading. And uh, some of the photos of this cat, like when he first was found, holy shit! Like it looked like uh, something that you would probably would have seen, like at a concentration camp like he looked bad why in the hell if something that tried to kill you would you go back and live in it i don't know man maybe that's where he found his peace yeah and i think that's that was something like his peace what is i don't know if you never knew what you're capable of but then that's where you found all your daggone strength this is after so yosef is on the left that's Yossi right there. That's the uh, Bolivian boat guy that, that let him use their boat, and that's Okev, the photographer. That's after he had been eaten, like he had eaten, like he had had some substance, and he had taken a bath and shaved and all that shit. Like that was like four or five, six days after his rescue. And there, you see how skinny that guy is. Their boat captain. For folks at home, that's what we're looking at. Looks like a guy that'd be drinking Coors Banquet. Yeah, at a local. American yeah. Legion Hall? Yeah. Playing pool taps. Hell yeah. But these guys, like, they just decided to go, like, you know, I just decided to go for a little walk. Well, turns out, oh, Carl hoodwinked him into going up into but the jungle. It, like, he was a gold panner. That's what it was. That was Carl's whole, that was his whole deal was he was going to get him up into that uninhabited area, this river, and get to some of them rock shelves and pan for gold. Because there was an old abandoned gold miners camp that they were actually where this indigenous Indian tribe was. 
it was just an old abandoned gold miners camp where they would had found a couple nuggets and made it back down to this main area. And this Austrian dude talked to talked these three young kids into going up there to see, you know, and Carl was going to make them work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what I said. So Yossi was going on his adventure that he wanted to go on. Kevin was going to take photos for National Geographic. And Marcus was just, he was just down to clown. He was just all in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I don't, it was just a wild story how there is no humanly way possible that I would make it. I don't know. I'm sure <laughs> this comment's going to be great too. I could probably last a month, you know, with all my fat reserves. Oh, yeah. With plenty of fresh water and everything like that. But like these guys, they should have both been dead 15 times through this story. I don't know. It's just wild. If you haven't had a chance to go to Amazon Prime and look up the movie called Jungle, check it out. It's pretty good. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about it a little bit. And I was pretty glad fired you up. did. And and that you did. Uh, Dave, is there anything that you want to unwind from the jungle? No. Any, any questions? No. I mean, they're still brewing. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go to my topic then. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it. What? So I watched a movie with the wife over the weekend. Are you going to give me the whole summary, which called, is actually just like word for word of what the movie is? Called The Jungle. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Actually, I'm going to talk about Taylor Swift. Tay Swizzy. I do kind of want to watch The Jungle now. Now, Taylor I'm intrigued Swift, why people that's that do football player's girlfriend. Oh, you're going to send people awry with that <clears throat> comment. The... People are going to be upset. Uh, Pat, uh, Travis Kelsey. Not Patrick Mahomes then. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is married. Okay. To Mrs. Mahomes. Got it. Brittany. Is her name Brittany? No clue. Uh, anyways, Taylor Swift passed Elvis Presley as the solo artist with the most weeks at number one on the Billboard 200. So 1989, Taylor's version Top the ranking this week, giving Swift 68 weeks atop the album chart. Now, that's for solo artists. The clarification here is the Beatles, which was a group, have more weeks at number one Do now. what now? Beatles was what? Beatles is number is a group. What were they? The Beatles? Yeah. What did you say they were? What do you mean they were? I think he said as a group. As a group. Oh, not as a so singular. This is, this is, she passed Elvis Presley as a solo artist. Elvis was a solo guy. She is now the highest ranking solo artist. Is there another version of 1989? Yeah, somebody else owns it. I'll be damned. There was a big, uh, there was a big to do about her. What do you call that in music business when you buy catalog? Yeah, somebody had bought her catalog that was part of her management. Okay, we got in there. Ice water. That's a fancy blue jug there. How many ounces does that hold? No clue. <laughs> I hope the microphone. I was kind of hoping up. that you would just continue talking. Oh no. boy, I thought that was a spill on the board. On the board. Would how how quick did your butthole pucker up? That's only money. Um. So, anyways, only the Beatles have more 64. weeks. Sixty-four. Oh. Sixty-four. Fifty. Fifty. Only the Beatles have more weeks at number one than Swift at 132 weeks. Did I miss something where Taylor Swift went from this little country star to this 
same level as the she Beatles jams, and Elvis bro. Presley? She jams. Are you a Swifty? No, I just like some of her songs. Are your kids Swifties? Not really, no. Are you a Swifty? I remember hearing, I think she was on the music scene like when I was in college in 2006 or seven, my last year. No way. I think she had a song or two out, or maybe she was on some TV show. She was way before that because she's our age, isn't she? No. She's, she's early 30s. I think she's 19 or 20. No. What? She's a young thing. Are you hired a kite? <laughs> no. She's like our age. No. Yeah, I bet she's 32, 33. <laughs> You just got the tits of a 12-year-old boy. Yes. Not all women are well-endowed. How old is she? She's 34, dumbass. Yeah. So she's a lot younger than me. Because she started out like... So five years younger than me. So when I was in college and I was 22, she'd have been like, you know, 17. Yeah. Which would not mean that she's 18 or 19 now. now. Good call. Anyway, I don't think she's... I don't know. I, I guess I'm surprised she's that popular. Because I don't think she sings any re- very good songs. It must be well, the production. It must be the production. No, it's not the production. It's the god. It's the it's the it's the the genre of music mm. that catches the the ear of that. Whole, she's made her career. She's a making teeny, reedy, teeny, radio song. Teeny bopper. Yeah, like eighteen she, or nineteen. She, yeah. I, I tell you the truth. I couldn't like if you played three songs and said which one's Taylor Swift. I probably wouldn't know. That's wild to me because you're, you're a music connoisseur. Yeah, not. But do you know anything after her country career? She's, See, that's she is country, isn't she? No, she left country music probably ten years ago. Huh. Like, is that safe to say? When did it say she left country? I don't know. Like, I'm just looking at like, dude, she's got so many songs that are just nutty. Like her first album come out when 2007 or six. Uh, yeah, 2006. What's that one called? Uh, like Down on the Farm. Just a st- studio album is all it says here. But uh, that one looks pretty country-ish, and she looks very young. Was it on a fire truck? And is there hot. a fire truck in She's it? pretty hot in that one. Man, oh, man. It's pretty good looking there. Oh, that was an inside whistle. So how many albums has she done? Probably 12. Mm. I don't know, dude. I'm still scrolling, and there's a shit ton. Well, you figure 2007 to 2023 is like 20, 17 years or whatever. So you do a studio album, what, every three years probably? Oh, she's probably doing an album a year because she's got live albums. And then I think since her catalog got bought, she's like redoing albums she already did. Well, because that's what happened in the 1989. album range. So what happens if you buy that catalog? That's 10. 10? The American singer-songwriter Taylor Swift has released 10 originals, original studio albums, four recorded studio albums, five extended plays, and four live albums. She has sold an estimated 114 million albums unit album units worldwide, and in terms of pure sales, tallied 37.3 million in the United States and 3.34 in the United Kingdom. But didn't she, isn't she making billions on that concert? Th- or her uh, That new, that Eras tour? Uh, I think it was... <coughs> Over a quarter of a billion, or close to a quarter of a billion dollars. She has 243 songs, Mm. counted from the bottom to the top. The hits, the flops, the deep cuts, the covers. From her raw 2006 debut as a teen country, I don't know how to say this word, uh, (laughs) ingenuine, I-N-G-E-N-U-E. How do you say that word? 
and I N G U N E. Injuring? I don't even know what that means. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Too drunk to taste this chicken. Couch guy's got. Something. Oh yeah, one point one billion U.S. dollars. She's now a billionaire. She's made a billion dollars. That was as of October thirtieth, twenty three. So she's actually probably up the ante on that a little. Yeah. Bit. Uh, all the way up to midnight's and nineteen eighty nine Taylor's version. Every fan would compile a different list of beauty of it. Anyway, that's insane, dude. Yeah. So she's like, so how? Let's compare her to the Beebs. Remember when the Beebs? The Beebs kind of hit hard when we were. How old were we when the? Aren't Beeb- they both Canadian? No, Taylor Swift's American. Is she? Yes. She's from like Oklahoma or Kentucky or. I thought her folks were on. I like bet a- you a thousand dollar bill. She ain't from Kentucky. No. If she's from America, it's awful Canadian, like Minnesota. She's from America. She's American. She's uh, American. Yeah, I bet. I bet she's on the north. This is line. embarrassing. She's from Kentucky. Don't oh. say that. She's from the UP. <laughs> Uper? No. I don't even know where she's from. Pennsylvania? Bullshit. What town? Redding, Pennsylvania? Where in the hell is Redding, Pennsylvania? There's a song about it. Nowhere near to Canada, I tell you that. You really went with Canada? I I thought she was Canadian. What I don't under well, I think what distinguishes her career from the Beebs' career. The Beebs is Canadian. Yeah, Beebs is straight up Canadian for sure. National treasure. He's a Canuck. Kind of like Drake. Oh yeah, another Drake's Canadian? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't uh, 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 what was that show that he was on that we used to watch? Degrassi. Oh, Degrassi Tyson. No, you remember in school when we watched Degrassi Degrassi? Junior High? Drake was on that. Yes, Uh he was shot and he was shot. He caught some. Isn't Ryan Reynolds from Canada? No. Yeah, he is. Holy shit! Oh, Jimmy Brooks. Yeah, from Degrassi Junior High. I'll be damned. He was in a wheelchair. Ah! He, he caught he caught shit. a bullet in the back and then he now Jake Epstein well he's is he related to uh, Jeffrey you'd have to ask Bill Clinton <laughs> hey who's excited for that list to come out? it's dropped uh, has it really yeah, but they, they haven't publicized it yet have no they? why they why I saw I was going scrolling through Twitter three hours ago four hours ago supposedly can't wait for those juicy details uh, do you hear the Jimmy do you see the Jimmy Kimmel shits. <laughs> Oh, uh, allegedly, Mister Allegedly must, or, or actually, no, it was uh, uh, Mister Rogers. Yeah, Mister Rogers he must have dropped a bomb on the. Well, you uh, know what he said. He, he he took a swipe at Jimmy Kimmel and, and said he's on the list. And his family too. Well, Kimmel said. Well, that, he's protecting his family. Kimmel said. Kimmel, Kimmel said that that put my family in harm. But then people on Twitter, which the comment place is a great great area to live, was like, "Okay, Jimmy, here's all these." Here's all these clips of you dogging Aaron Rodgers like there's no tomorrow. Um, I don't know. I just the reason T Swizzle was on my mind was the fact that she passed Elvis because I, I think of Elvis as being a you know a national treasure for he what he was able cousin. to do. It happens. Do what he married his cousin Elvis did. Yeah, but I think like I don't I don't think and it, he had a thing for his mom. What? He yeah, I think he had like some like. Whoa! Before we get sued by the estate of Elvis Presley, <laughs> do you have any facts? Defamation. I think it's just one of those things everybody knows. Like he married his cousin and he had the hots for his mom. 
I don't know. Man. That is wild. That's a wild thought. So I don't know. I just she that, she yeah, she okay. came up on the radar, and I just since she left country music, I have no idea what she's been up to. I don't know how many albums she's produced after she left country. I feel like she's not going to have like a whole town in Pennsylvania. You know, like you got Graceland. You don't think Redding's going to? No. Well, because she'll never return to Redding. Yeah, she's going to go to a... She'll live she's, in Kansas City. What's in Kansas City? Travis Kelsey, who she's dating. I thought you said he was married. Oh, that's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is married. For? Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, same team. Yeah, she's in the Midwest. Okay. I mean, it's a good place to be. Yeah. What do you think? Did you see what her the biggest song... Wrecking Ball. No, that was Miley Cyrus, not Taylor Swift. <sighs> Miley Cyrus. Yuck. Shots Yuck. fired. That's okay. That's okay. Shake it off. Shake it off. That's that's Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's her biggest hit. Was it's well now this was Taylor Swift sings that. Shake yeah. it off. Shake, shake it. Shake it off. That one. It says that was a statement track in her departure from country music and transformation into pop superstar. Hmm. Its infectious beat made it an instant hit worldwide, reaching number one Billboard Hot 100 chart and achieving certified diamond status in the United States. That was November 14th, 23. Okay, so I didn't that, know that. Was that's her. when that was published. That this statement from the article. So I, so I do know some Taylor Swift. I know that. Oh, no, dude, you know yeah, all yeah, kinds you know of Taylor, Taylor Swift. Well, you don't listen to it on the rig because you listen to chopper music. So her, this latest album, the 1989, is what I don't know. Is that the album or is that a song? So no, 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 no. So she had so her original catalog had an album called 1989 that she published that was published a few years ago, I think. That's the year she was born. If she's younger than me by four years, wow, right, man. I tell you what. This guy. So you know the Stranger the Things, like the Stranger Things, yes, uh, soundtrack that more electronic, like you know, stereotypical nineteen eighties beat, yeah, like that kind of some of that synthesizer type music and shit. I do enjoy some of her hits that has that kind of sound to it. You know what I mean? Like some of those those new ones or the the um, the song Karma or whatever that Karma is. Oh, that one. I like that one. I like some of her newer ones. I do. I, I'll, I'll agree. I, I just don't listen to her stuff. I guess I'm I'm all in on podcasts. Shut up, couch guy. Yeah, couch guy. Shut Shh. up. Smoke. We're, we're recording the show. Yeah, we got the pizza oven. We got to put some more far wood in the um, pizza. I just, I don't know. I just saw it. Like, I just thought it strange because I guess the circles that I listen to and run around in. Maybe aren't big T Swizzle people. Sorry, I was getting chilled. But then the fact that she's past Elvis on the billboard. Not that that's probably a huge deal, but she's making a killing amount of money and owes it all to country music because country music got her start. Yeah. So Taylor Swift's, is it Karma? Is that the one? Karma's the one yeah, song because she changed the lyrics for Travis. Yeah. You're addicted. Really? You're talking shit for the hell of it. Addicted to betrayal. You're relevant. Yeah, that she one. She said shit. Yeah, she says shit. Yeah. Well, she got she got rid of the good girl image, the white horse oh, imagery yeah. of her country music to become that adult pop really? star. Kind of like Madonna. 
Would you? Would, I don't, I don't like Miley Cyrus when she started showing her titties on rap videos. I mean, she's Hannah Montana. Like she was a a Disney star, and then just took a dump. Yeah, so, but she's Selena. Not had the Selena Gomez, like that whole. I mean, I can remember watching Selena Gomez as a kid, you know, on some of them Disney movie stuff, and now you're finding leaked photos of her snatch on the internet. Like, it's just <laughs> wild, you know? Like, I mean, granted, we're all getting older, but geez louise. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, T-Swizzle. I don't find Taylor Swift attractive. Neither do I. In the, in the least bit. I Neither mean, if you're I. into f- bean poles and fence posts with 40-foot boots, I mean, that's your deal, but... <laughs> I don't know boots. what uh, I don't know Them what taller than her. I know I thought Travis Kelsey would more be into like a thick, like a pog, you know, like a fat ass white girl, yeah, you know, like a big old <laughs> thick corn fed chick. Apparently, you know, he's into like twelve thick- year old boys <laughs> <laughs> with, with skeeter bite boobs. How many uh, thick corn fed girls you know worth a billion dollars? Not many. Well, it's because they got an appetite. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, Dave. Go ahead. What do you got? Where you all on? stand on uh, <laughs> eating in the car? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, okay, I want the whole world to know that I get the show notes together, and I don't know what the hell y'all is talking about when I put my notes in. And then I get here, and I'm that way is, off base. No, that is 150,000% the beauty of what is this show? That's the beauty like, of that it. Is. All right. Well, because I if, always feel like, oh, we, everybody's on task. I'm like, what do you guys think about eating your burgers in the car? <laughs> if we coordinated Bye, our topics, guys. you wouldn't get the bang for your buck. No. Yeah. So we, where do you stand on eating in the car? Okay, so I'm I'm probably the one that has purchased a different vehicle, the most recent. Yeah. yeah. Rub it in, money bags. Okay. And, and well, Jesus Christ, look what I was driving before. Tanya needed a break. She'd been hauling meat for a while here. So anyway, (laughs) when I first got the old uh, white lightning out there, I think we made it for about seven days, maybe nine days before anything. You christened it? Christened it? Before anything that was consumed food-wise inside of it. Yeah, it wasn't much more than that until we went on down to Florida. Vacation. Which is funny because we played in the uh, Velpin Disposal Open and we you crushed smashed. tacos. You <laughs> smashed. You <laughs> smashed on the way back here, Princess. Every Those guys in the back seat did too? Yeah. You I guys. was in the front seat. Yeah. Oh, I you were. I, I was in the front seat. I didn't eat uh-huh. anything until we got <laughs> You're full of shit. I did not eat a thing. While he was, the hell he was pissed off about it too. He was not happy yeah, about it. Yeah, how the hell was I supposed to eat nachos driving down the road <laughs> when, I, when I may or may not have had one eye open halfway between here and Peter. They were yeah, really good that's nachos. What I, that's what I told you. I was like, hey, I, I can I can drive. Yeah, yeah, until you plopped your big ass in the passenger seat you and started you eat, got it. eating these nachos. I'll, I'll when go we to, showed up at 6 a.m. I'll, I'll go to the grave thinking that you betrayed me on that deal, Bubba. You're full of shit. <laughs> We could call Teddy Hoops up right now. Yeah, and he would be on my team. I heard Lindemann say 50 times he was driving, and then that son of a bitch got I heard it, it too. And then he got his nachos, <laughs> and it was game over. <laughs> but anyway, I – so with – I think – okay. The way, I did offer to drive, and yeah, he said you said no. The, oh, bullshit. You said no. The way – 
life is, the pace of, of everybody's lives, and everybody's on the go and shit like that, I don't see how anybody cannot eat in the car. You know what I mean? Like kids smashing nugs and stuff like that. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see how very many people can function without it. We, um, I always get weirded out if I go to fast food with like a coworker, maybe. Yeah. Cause I don't know where they stand on it. Like, like if you're in their car or if they're in yours. If, if, if I'm in their car. Well, read the room. Yeah. I mean, if there's like an old fry in the Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> floorboard. <laughs> if there's half a tater tot floating in a cup holder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, where did you get this Taco Bell three weeks ago? Well, there you go. There's another thing, too. I can't eat Taco Bell in the car. Guarantee it. That's what I was getting ready to get at. There's a huge... Now, a quesadilla, I can't. Yeah. There's a huge thing to say about whether or not they eat in the car based on their menu choice. Right, so like if you go, like to you Mc- can't eat a Whopper in a car. You can't eat a Big Mac in a car without. You're going to have half a head of lettuce in your floorboard Same before you McChicken. before you make it out of the parking when lot. I so as one that traveled from courthouse to courthouse mm-hmm. and would eat in the car religiously, big, big on the go guy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And that in that time period when I was, I can honestly say I feared nothing when it came to eating in the car. <laughs> Subway sandwich. Got it. Oh, soup. man. Got it. Soup. Yeah. I feel like you could eat soup easier than you could oh, eat you a can Subway drink sandwich. Soup. You yeah, can yeah, drink yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it. it I it, guess I was thinking like Wendy's chili. Oh, yeah. Same yeah. way. You drive I think with you your elbow eat, and you I, hold it. I know for a fact you could eat soup easier than a Subway sandwich. Because now, you the got, sandwich is like at or tough. Yeah. You got to be able so to many split moving one. parts. Yeah. Lots of, but I would. I, we, and they're never made, right? They're always. All the shits on one yeah, end. I was going to say, nine it's times out of spot. ten when you That's order they don't shit like I tip. order How shit. about those $20 fast food workers in California? Unreal. Well, let's leave California alone. We've talked about them yeah. enough. Um, <laughs> I, we have a little tradition. Damn shame it just fell off in the ocean. <laughs> I have a little <laughs> tradition. Or we have a little family tradition where we'll load up the car and we will purposely go through the drive-thru. Yeah. And then we'll just go cruise. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Your kids Janelle, are little. Like, hell Janelle yeah. Hand hell out, yes. Like, she'll hand out food and we're cruising and that. we'll go. We would, we would do that all the time when our we'll kids We'll go are around that. And it's like for for Janelle and I, it's an opportunity to spend some time together, mm-hmm. have an adult conversation. Listen to Tay Swizzy. <laughs> T Swizzy. The Whatever. kids yeah. the kids are eating. I mean, the worst you're going to have to do is probably stop and pee in somebody's subdivision because one of the little or kids. Or on the side of the road because you don't believe in public bathrooms. Yeah, we don't. We right. just let it fly. Find, so a, we, find an off ramp and let her. Yeah, we, yeah. So we used to do that shit too when our kids were little because, like, you know, every, I've, everybody that I've ever met, you know, the internet's going to love this one too. But like all of our kids are single handedly raised on chicken nuggets. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. those super cancer causing uh, McDonald's oh, nuggets yeah. that everybody loves. Are they know? really cancer causing? Oh, everything's cancer. Everybody. Yeah, for sure. What, welcome to twenty. Everything's cancer causing. Wait, welcome to twenty twenty four. It's the weed whackers. Yeah, it's the Prop sixty five on California. Exactly. So we would always go. So like, you can't eat Taco Bell in the car. In my opinion, no Taco Bell in the car. No Subway in the car. You can't eat a salad in a car. You can, if you're driving, like if you're riding, if you're a passenger in the car. Mm. You know what I mean? Then, yeah, you can uh, eat a salad. Anything goes, yeah. We stopped, uh, I think, one time on our way to somewhere uh, at a Zaxby's Chicken, 
And I think I screwed up and ordered like a $45 chicken salad there because it was like a salad, not like chicken salad, but like a salad with chicken, chicken on it, yeah. you know? And then I'm like, man, that was stupid. Now I'm not going to be able to eat this until I get home or to like the hotel or wherever we were going. I can't remember, but yeah. So I feel like if you're getting a burger, you know, McDonald's slam, you can get like a McDouble. You could probably even do like a like a double quarter pounder. McChicken gets a little. I'm I'm a dollar menu guy. Anymore. Yeah, no. So there's no such thing as that anymore. Yeah, yeah. The well, menu's gone. I guess the value menu. Yeah, like the cheaper shit, not a combo guy. I was just talking the about shit this. That I, I cancer used to be faster. like a double quarter pounder <laughs> yeah. cheese guy. Yeah, I haven't had a value meal other than the number seven, which is two cheeseburgers. Right. So That's today, go to at McDonald's. Today for lunch, we we were in a hurry, so we. We were waiting on concrete, so they're like, hey, you got about 20 minutes for the truck gets here. If you want to run out and get something, go ahead. So we ran to McDonald's. I think I got two McDoubles and a fry. Of course, a large diet for, for, an, so equal, a number seven. for an equalizer. No, because oh, number are sevens singles. are singles. I got two McDoubles, like nine bucks. But like, Do you use the app? No. App saves quite a bit. Money? Yeah. Oh, um, didn't know that. Time and money. Huh. Anyway, they did just the try Hattiesburg to... McDonald's? Yeah. It's a, we rolled by it the other day, and I told Janelle, I was like, haven't been there yet. Mm. Bite my tongue. Okay. Anyway, but anyway, uh, so, yeah, I feel like eating in the car... What's your favorite thing? Like, if you... So, you just... You roll into town, and everything you ever wanted is in one strip. It's not going to take any more time or cause you any extra time at a light to go to any of these places. Okay. Am I in a hurry to where I'm going to have to eat on the road? You are eating on the road, so I'm going to have to drive while eating. This. You're, you're eating while holding the steering wheel. Now, is this any restaurant? Sure. Any Where day? are you at here? Fast food. Drive. Well, food. I, I said fast food. You're but going I guess to the drive. I'm saying because I, I assume you're not going to order a steak. So the go-to <laughs> that you would do? <laughs> yeah. Like what? What would you like? It, man, what is the most ideal eating and driving uh, thing you would do? Yeah, I'm probably. Yeah, burger joint. Yeah, I would probably go to McDonald's or something and get a sack full of McDoubles and a large fry and a Coke or Diet Coke or something like that. I I'm going to throw a dark horse into this race. Oh, boy. White Castles. That's where I was going to nice! go. Nice! I never Cra- even thought of that! Crave case. I did that the other night. I did it. I, I got a case. That where did you the, get them at? Evansville. I took the kids to Evansville before Christmas to do some shopping. And uh, I got the kids sushi from Sam's. They ate that at home. And then I got white. I got. I bought a case of White Castles for like. Like they're just one biters. Like the ride home, and then like the next three. Like days. a crave case. Yeah, I bought thirty of them. A, a whole case. Yeah. You I, didn't call. Well, I didn't. I didn't want to share them. I didn't want to share them with anybody. If I, I bought a crave case, yeah. I would call you. That's fine. That you would, but I would not call you because you you <laughs> would bitch because they're the wrong kind. What do you mean? I, I always do, do you half, get cheese. I get half and half. I get half cheese and half jalapeno. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, like I didn't. I had no intention. You want to know what my go-to order is? Go ahead. I get two of the bacon cheeseburgers. Ooh, two of the regular cheeseburgers. Uh huh. And two of the jalapeno I cheeseburgers. Didn't know jalapeno and bacon was an option. Oh. I've just had oh, cheeseburger. God. When you look at their menu, you those, can actually add those different cheese varieties. Those jalapenos. Thanks, Couch Guy. Bus and bus. You can add. You can add any of those cheese options to mm-hmm. any of those burgers, so you yep. can technically get a jalapeno cheeseburger. Yeah. Now, have you had any of the nineteen, like the fancy, like the nineteen twelve or nineteen twenty one sliders? No, they're pretty good too. No. Where's the where's your where, what White Castle do you frequent? 
Evansville. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so when we go up for, like, for conferences or gaming commission meetings. Oh, the one there on uh, Bloomington? Yeah. Has become a favorite stop of mine. Bloomington has a White Castle? Yeah, they're on the 3rd yeah. Street exit. Oh, shit, yes, they do, yes. Because I don't know. I was thinking of the one out there on... Uh, 37 and uh, was it Harding Street, right when you come oh. into Indy, right there on the south side of Indy when you come in? Is there a, oh, there is a White Castle there, yeah. Yeah. yeah, on the east side of the road. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't stop there. That's a bad intersection to stop rough. at. Well, yeah, just traffic-wise. I But I will say this. Out of all fast food restaurants... TikTok user six seven eight nine. <laughs> but out of fast food restaurants, and you're talking about being able to eat on the run and go, White Castle's it. Yeah, pretty because easy. you can eat half of it with it still in the box, and you may lose. Pull it out. You of may the, lose some a, of the a, onion. Onion. Yeah, onion. Yeah, you might yeah. lose an onion or two. But that's no big deal. Yeah, that, that's why it's my. And another thing easy. cool about uh, White Castle is they got their crinkle fry. I'm all I like their chicken yeah. rings, man. Yeah. So I mean, you they're... ever get the sandwich chicken rings? Yeah. Yeah. The chicken sliders are they're pretty good. Can I share a quick White Castle story? Yeah. Yeah. So one semester down at Evansville, we instead of Taco Bell, we would go to White Castle. Now a little bit of a haul to get to the east side from UE's campus. Yeah, because that's way out there. Yeah, but we we'd make it. Because we were tired of White Castle and we were tired of rallies. And I, surprise, surprise, I befriended the night manager at this White Castle. And I can remember this semester where we would walk in and order $50 a White Castle. And he'd just pat me on the back and say, hey, it's on the house. This guy was the night manager at the White Castle. Wow. And we were friends. And we, we like we became, because you guys know me. We've been out somewhere. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm good. How's everything with you? Yeah, good. Hey, you know, just you make small talk. Yeah. And then we'd be there a lot, I have, two, three o'clock in the morning. I have called the Evansville White Castle before to place a rather large order. Like, yeah. Five oh, five crave cases. Oh, I believe it. And stuff like that. And they're like, is this a prank phone call? And I'm like, uh, no. It's no, it's not. not. We're coming to get him. Yeah, like we'll be there in an hour. So this guy, so he would hook us up. He hooked us up all semester. And we got to the end of the semester and uh, saw him. We went normal routine. And uh, he was like, I need you to sit down. And I was like, okay, what's up, man? And he's like, well, I got demoted. I'm no longer the night manager. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, dude. I hate to hear that. He goes, yeah. I kind of got caught handing out, you know, White Castle to more than just you. But I want to let you know as a, as, a, as, a ro- as a loyal customer that I just can't do it anymore. Because <laughs> the new guy back there, he's my boss. <laughs> and I was like, hey, pal. I get it. Don't worry about like, it. Like, don't worry yeah, about like, it. We'll pay no, this time. No skin off my back. Yeah. We, ate, I mean, we ate White Castle for an entire semester for free. Hmm. And so it's funny because Dad and I were down there for one of his doctor's appointments. And I said, hey, uh, would you be upset if I stopped at White Castle? <laughs> and that some bitch was still in there working. I'll be damned. He, he must be daytime manager or something now. But he would hand out. Oh, wow. And he would tell us the stories. Be like, yeah, you know, I, I tell a girl. Show me your tits. I'll give you free cheeseburger. Pretty, well, I don't, would, I don't want to say anything, but I 
I may or may not have been in uh, involved in a little bit of. Uh, oh, free. Uh, well, no, I don't think it was. Uh, it was. You kinda, show them your tits. I did not, but uh, maybe somebody that I was with may or may not have. <laughs> and then uh, later that evening, there may have been some uh, conceiving that's happened or something. Oh maybe. boy! And uh, allegedly, it's what allegedly, I, yeah, allegedly, what I've gathered. Hey man, I uh, I eat in a car. I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think everybody eats in a car. Just don't be. Uh, I'm not a. I, we're a big trash bag family too. Like you, you put your bag. You put your. You get yeah, your shit. Carry it out with you. Exactly. Get your shit out of the car. And if you lose a fry, then you get it out. Feed it yeah. to the dog. Okay. Here we go. Are you done, Dave? Yep. Okay. This dear Dutchman hits Uh-oh. close to home. I know it does. Dear Dutchman. What is it about men complimenting other men's beards? It seems that the bigger and grosser they are, the more compliments they get. Don't get me wrong. I like a beard. When my husband and I met, he had a short, nicely groomed beard that I found attractive. Then, about six years ago, it started getting longer and longer. I'm not loving the look. He claims that he gets lots of <laughs> compliments. He gets a lot of compliments on it, but then admits that 100% of the compliments come from, from other, other men. men. <laughs> Every time I get close to talk him into cutting it, some jackass will compliment him on it, and we are back to square one. What is the fascination with excessive facial hair? Sincerely, Feeling like I'm married to Bobby from Sons of Anarchy. P.S. Any suggestions on how to get him to cut it would be appreciated. Never. Don't cut it. Stay strong. I couldn't grow a beard. Ah, this person watched this show. Oh yeah. Oh, big fan. Big fan. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. As in, our answer will be responded to more than likely yeah. by this fan. I couldn't grow a beard if I had a gun to my head. Can't do it. Never have. Just, Me neither, but I still just let it go. Yeah, just trashy looking beard. But like, I have known people. I do know people currently. You, beautiful beard. Thank you. Couch guy. Last episode was looking real good. I told I'm sure you. sure it is now, but had, like had, on camera. Y- yes. Because yeah. it was shaped well. Yeah. And, you know. I remember that compliment. Hey, yeah. you really shaped the beard well. Exactly. Couch guy used to have a. Oh, God, like Gandalf-looking bastard, like big, big, big beard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, if I I always said if I could have one, especially this time of year, I don't know if I'd be a summertime beard guy. I'd probably go back. It wouldn't bother you in the summertime. You don't think? You wouldn't notice it. Really? promise you. Huh. I can't grow a beard, so I just don't shave it. I dare not have to do this again. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Like I'm always all I've I've always been all in on beards. I've probably complimented this person's beard before myself. You might have even stroked it. I don't know about that. But okay. like I have I've probably complimented. I'll give him that. But uh don't get me wrong. I am also I don't want to be blanketly uh You don't want to paint with a broad brush here. No, I don't want to be called a, a hen pecked bitch. But what I would say is is Sometimes a happy wife is a happy life. You know what I mean? But you still got to stand for what you believe. You know what yeah. I mean? There's nothing wrong with having a nice, groomed, 
well-maintained beard as opposed to like a Jeremiah Johnson. And a bullfrog. Yeah, no, Jeremiah Johnson mountain man, uh, old man river beard. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? I know what you're saying. Um, here's what I'll say. Do uh, you feeling like I'm married to Bobby from Sons of Anarchy? First off, great reference there in your signature because love San- Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Bobby, the character there specifically, interesting. Um, I would say that men compliment other men's beards because it's one of the few things men can compliment each other on and it not get too weird and awkward. Because mm-hmm. um, you're never, I'm never going to look at Dave and say, hey, that's Dick. Pretty healthy cock you got there, feller Hey, while we're here at the old pissing station, Dave You got a good one between the legs But I'm never going to look at Dave and say Hey, you got a nice pair of blue jeans on today Or hey, your boots look real good, Dave Well, I might compliment boots or cowboy hats Your smile Yeah, Yeah, eyes, I don't think you're I get lost in your eyes, Dave Them rose-colored eyes Man, them are the whitest teeth I've ever came across Are they? I've been a little (laughs) self-conscious lately But it's one of those deals where men could feel confident about complimenting another man's beard. Right. And so that's why they do it. And I think a lot of times it's envious. There's beard envy. For me, I have. Yeah, I have. There's a real thing. Yeah. And it's a fine mustache you have. Well, I, I, no, it looks like shit. No, it doesn't. I think it looks great. I, I've screwed. I'm it not up. yanking your chain. I screwed it up. I wouldn't yank your chain. Yeah, you cut it a little short. On the, I brought it in too tight. Yeah, I think one or, one more pass in, and I've probably been uh, in Adolf territory. That's why I thought, <laughs> oh god. Uh, but anyway, it, it'll be it needed okay. something. You know, Adolf backwards is Floda. I'll be damned. Just don't tell you that. Oh huh. boy, thanks, Dave. But I think you're 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 fighting a tough battle. Now I will say this. There is only one person that I trim my beard for, and it's Mr. Gene Manley. Oh. Because every year at the start of baseball, I will trim it up to make it look a little bit more respectable. It's kind of my summer cut, and then I let it grow. I probably trim my beard. But that makes your wife proud. What's that? <laughs> let you <laughs> trim your beard There's for another There's one person man. I'll trim my beard for. That's Mr. But she Gene likes Manning. It. She likes my beard. She likes, she likes my facial hair. Um and actually since I've gone God, I bet you'd look like a creep without it anymore. Bald. Oh, there's no telling what I'd look I like. I know. I Justine threatened the other day. I said something about shaving my mustache off, and I could hear Max from the other room like, No <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and uh not to pick on my younger brother here. Oh, now he's got a little bit of a mountain man beard. His his, his gets sh- his gets to the extreme. Yeah. I always knew when I was in my former line of work. When I would go to tie a tie, if I was catching my beard in it, it was too way long. too long. Yeah. And I've had people ask me, like, how do you deal with it with babies and all that other stuff? And you're like, you know. They just tug on it. Yeah, they just tug on it. Yeah. You just And you try to avoid the situation. But a man's beard is, and this goes to, you know, the dear Dutchman here. A man's beard is a sense of pride. Because, one, if they didn't have it, there's no telling what their face would actually look like. Right. Two, it's one of the most outward signs of being manly. Mm-hmm. If you look at somebody that's got pubes glued to their face, oh boy. you're like, that ain't a tough guy. Down. Yeah, it ain't, you know. But if you see a nice, <laughs> well-groomed beard, you're like, that guy's got his shit going on. Sometimes they can't help it, Vato. Yeah, that's you true. never know. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. I think you're in a tough spot. <laughs> Likelihood of you being able to get him to shave his beard. Yeah, is fat slim chance. To none. Fat chance. And shame on you for wanting to. No, yeah. stop. Well, stop. I know there's probably one way he could get her to. Sh- he, she could get him to shave it. Yeah. Lock that old chastity belt up a little bit there, baby. Going on strike. Yeah. Shut the doors here. Yeah. That'd be a tough. Spot. I don't know. All but right. That'd be tough. Good question. Yeah. Uh, good luck. But hopefully, uh, you know, just try to find compromise. <laughs> good luck. Because <laughs> all relationships are about hey, compromise. Let's uh, let's hear it from our, our fellas over there at uh, Merkley's and Sons. Let's do it. It is time for the Merkley and Sons Choice Cuts Questions of the Week. For the fellas, let's hear this week's months, years, decades ad. Welcome to Merkley and Sons Choice Cuts Questions of the Week for the Fellas, sponsored by Merkley and Sons, the ultimate destination for meat enthusiasts. Did you know that the generous fellows over at Merkley and Sons are even more generous? Merkley and Sons wants those of you that are part of local organizations that are looking to fundraise to be a partner with them to raise funds by selling, you guessed it, Meat. Send an email to Merkley Meats Fundraiser at gmail.com today to get more information. Listen, if they're going to offer to help you make money for your organization, take the fellas up on it. They have big hearts and they sell quality meat products. That's what we love about them. Oh, there we go. Our friends over at Merkley and Sons, if you need to raise some funds, raise your, your organization. Go ahead and give them a little bit of a call on the old telephone. Well, actually, we said email. On the email. You'll post that, won't you, Dave? Yep, get the old uh, email. The Googler machine. All right. This week's Choice Cuts Questions of the Week for the Fellas comes from Chris Irwin. And as he put it, coming to you from Lawrence, Kansas. You know Chris Irwin? The name is very familiar. I played football. I played football with him. He was uh, from Mount Vernon. That's me and couch guy. We played football with him. Yeah. So he's in Lawrence, Kansas. He's a fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate it, Chris. Thanks for listening along. Hopefully you're spreading the good word of the wandering Dutchman in Lawrence, Kansas. If you're not, well then. Thanks. Try busy spreading corn seed. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it figure out. Figure it out. Uh, first question. Did you, and these are all themed and you'll guess the theme really quick, Dave. Hmm. Did you watch wrestling growing up? Yes. Mm, yeah yeah i'm in there too uh who was your favorite wrestler and why is it not rick flair i'm not a rick flair guy what you're not a nature boy no i was a hulk hogan guy i had all kinds of hulk hogan stuff i like goldberg you really like goldberg I'm surprised none of you guys would go Stone Cold Steve Austin. i was a wcw guy oh, oh. hell yeah <laughs> The fact that that guy could catch he had he has to have great hands. Hmm. Get done wrestling a real match there and then catch a bunch of beers. Got to have talent. What would be your wrestling gimmick? I.e., would it be a costume, signature catchphrase, a finishing move, etc.? It'd be some super. I mean, I'm fat. You know, gargantuous fat, uh, obese man with. Uh, I would want to have like huge traps. Like my traps would be gargantuous with big arms and shit. a lot of shrugs. Yeah, but then like I just have this monstrous gut. But then I would wear one of those like uh, Borat mankinis. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think that's conducive to wrestling. No. Oh yeah, hell yeah, it is. Like I mean, because what was it? Uh, 
Oh, Rashiki, Rashiki, or yeah, because Rafiki was the 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 monkey in Lion King, and uh, Rashiki <laughs> was the guy that uh, he put his ass in your your face and his ass. Yeah, in the corner, he'd kind of do a little. Yeah, the, yeah, the African uh, shit stamp or something, whatever it was called. There. But I would, I would, I don't know. I would probably be more of a costume guy, and I don't really know what my signature move would be. Maybe like the. The old suffocator or something like that. I don't know. Just because of my stature, I would yeah, say. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. Uh, you know, I don't know if I can answer this one. I'm not sure that I've got enough. Uh, I didn't do any homework on this to see what these were beforehand. Uh, I, I just don't know. I think it would be. You mean you couldn't come up with a random wrestling gimmick? I'm not sure if I'm fully aware what a wrestling gimmick is. I watched like, a little bit. Would of it be uh, what, what? What was what was Goldberg's signature move? Couldn't tell you. Okay. Well, you're just not participating in this at all. Do I you? just okay. picked a name that I remembered. Okay. Uh, He's a bald guy. Yeah, I would say sure for me the signature catchphrase that would be tough to do because like the Rock. Can you, you smell? Is cooking jabroni? Jabroni, you're a jabroni, Dave. Okay, the nature boy, Rick Flair. Rick Crabs, oh, Rick yeah. Flair. Woo! You know that guy. Limousine riding, Jet. Rolex wearing, jet plane flying, good looking, wheeling and dealing. dealing. Son, Son of a gun. Yeah. yeah whatever. Uh, those guys are geniuses when it comes to marketing. But For I sure. think uh, my costume, I'd probably come out like a. Shirt and tie for every battle. Just kind of start and roll your with sleeves up and fight case. with a briefcase. Yeah, that would be awesome. Ah, a squad. And then the finisher. The finisher would be um, huh. like the stapler or something. Oh, like. I was going to say your stamp, letter opener. The stamp. Figure out some kind of move where it's like this. Oh, and got like a gavel. Yeah, like oh. a gavel. The hammer drop. There Get the it gavel. Is. Boom. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what would be your intro music? Oh, shit. I don't know. Something. Uh, it's got to have a catchy hook. Yeah. It goes back to all those guys. <laughs> Bless you. I knew that was coming. It goes it. back to all those guys. The Rock, for instance, his intro music. Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's the glass shattering. Uh, oh, yeah. Ric Flair, like his when it comes on. What's that? Uh, the jump song. Jump. Jump, jump, everybody jump, jump. That 1980s oh, the rap yeah. song. That, I got gotcha. you. That intro, that crisscross. Is that who sings it? Is it House of Pain? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What they do at Wisconsin for Camp Randall. It might be. I think that is House of Pain. Jump I around. Crisscross made you want to jump. No. No, he's singing a House of Pain. Jump around. Oh, yeah. That's what he's going with. I'm predicting. Yeah. Uh, I think my intro, like um, the White Stripes, Seven Army, Seven Nation, Nation Army. Seven Nation Army. Something a with one. a good hook intro that gets you, that you can play loud. Probably actually our intro song. Ooh, yeah. It's the wonder. 
Oh, could you imagine if we were a, like a well? Is there a thruple? A, is there a tag team of? Three, well, we would just guys? be like a crew. Thought you were gonna go. Imagine we were a threesome. I thought we were. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> what would Tick, be your song, Dave? TikTok user six seven know. nine. I feel like George Nova. Jones didn't have any. Oh God! He's stopped loving her today. Well, he sang "Rocking Chair." I mean, that's a, that's an upbeat one. <laughs> Heaven's sakes. Oh, Dave. How many people could you uh, get to sleep in a Coliseum during a rest of the night? <laughs> the old sleeper choke. <laughs> That'd be Dave. The old sleeper choke. There's, I'm going to bore you to death. Uh, uh, Chris, thanks for the questions. We appreciate it. Hey, we're starting to run a little bit low. So fans of the show, fans of the show, uh, go ahead and submit some, send some. We'd love it. We'd love to restock the coffers with them. We do a pretty good job of trying to get through them, so um, we would appreciate it if you'd send some. Chris, we appreciate you listening out in yeah. Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, That's awesome. Share with a few more of your friends. He's out a good-looking sucker too. Oh, Chris Irwin was. Yeah, he always had real tight curly hair, like uh, oh uh, no, uh, <laughs> gosh dang it, Eddie Justin Murphy. Timberlake. Oh, oh yeah. that kind yeah, of Timberlake. Yeah. Early 2000s kind of look. Yeah, real good looking. Hey, and you know what, Dave? I've had a lot of fun tonight, but unfortunately, it is that time for us to leave. Mm. I mean, we got some other work to do here to get done, yeah. but, but we're done broadcasting. We're done talking on these mics. We've shared all we can share we're for one night. We're done sharing stories. We're done reaccounting movies. Our apologies for that. Uh, you'll probably never watch It's a Wonderful Life or Jungle. Or Jungle. I nah. don't want to watch Jungle. You don't want to watch It's a Wonderful Life? No. Greedy bastard. Hmm. But anyways, let's hear from our friends at Hope Outdoor Power as we get into the last pass. The last pass is brought to you by our friends at Hope Outdoor Power. Listen, folks, the weather has been fairly mild with no snow to amount to much. But... That could all change very quickly. Smoke? Yes, sir. We've got a rule that we like to live by, right? Mm-hmm. Don't get caught with your pants down. Bad place to be. Now, that rule, in essence, could have been stated by don't get caught being unprepared, but don't get caught with your pants down has better ring to it. That's right. Listen, have a plan. If you need to upgrade your equipment, whether it be your tractor, side-by-side, snowblower, or whatever it may be that you use to help move snow, do it now before the forecast changes. Big Mace? Yeah. We will get snow. For sure. It is only a matter of time. The folks at Hope Outdoor Power are ready to help you upgrade your equipment or through their parts and service department, maintain your equipment. See them today before you are shoveling your driveway by hand and listening to us in your earbuds. Hey, there we go. Big thanks to Hope Outdoor Power. We appreciate it. These guys have been with us for a really, 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 really long time. Get over and see them. Uh, Tractor, side-by-side, and it's not just that stuff. Gasoline-powered trimming tools. Yes. And leaf blowers. And I think Hope Outdoor Power will, will be happy to know that if that battle ever comes to their front door, we're backing them on that. We got their back. We got their back. I owe you. Big fellow we got. Uh, so welcome to 2024. Um, other than that, guys, uh, live long and prosper. Um, I hope everybody has safe and happy uh, New Year's. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, basketball season's about to wrap up here in one one aspect. Another aspect, it's probably getting ready to start another one. Um, but other than that, guys, I don't uh, I don't really have much. Stay with us. Get those questions in, and uh, if you want to be a sponsor, hit us up. Well, David Allen Smoker. You know, we're drawing to an end here. And I just don't have a whole lot. I can't think of anything real, you know. You hit the beers hard tonight. I did. I had, yeah. As I peer through your rose-colored glasses, your old eyes. Have you know, I, I told my there. wife yesterday that I was How many did you have? Five? Oh, I bet I had eight. I, uh, I bet forbid. I had eight. Heaven forbid. I told her yesterday that I was going to try to do a uh, dry January. Failed, failed miserably. Yeah. That's it's fun. fun. It was uh, fun while it lasted. <laughs> Three days. You made it longer than me last year. I was going to do that. Remember? <laughs> oh yeah, you were all go go about it. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I really ain't got much. Uh, we did our Happy New Year stuff for two ten that came out. Uh, should be by the time this comes out. What days this come out? Twelfth. The twelfth. It'll be out the twelfth. So I guess I'll go ahead and let you guys in on a little secret. Uh, maybe. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, is this like a little secret that we don't know about? No. You oh. Know. oh, we know. Okay. So this is the 12th. It's Friday. You go bonus, into the weekend. bonus footage. And, oh. Uh, yep. You're going to go into the weekend and go to work Monday and hopefully Tuesday, you guys, on the 16th, maybe tune in and just check out the uh, YouTube and uh, Spotify and see what's out there. We'll have a little bit of something for you dropping that day. Oh, that's what we call tease in the business. Yeah. Hey, here's my last what pass. Yeah. The youngest of the Lindemann clan, which stretches from the age of uh, in the 70s, mid-70s to be exact. Not going to name a specific number, but it's between 74 and 76. Got it. And the youngest one happens to turn one today. And it broads 74 years of just life in general from the oldest to the youngest. Uh, Wife is a saint. She's great. Uh, I can remember... I think we recorded that week after we came home from the hospital. Yeah, you did. We didn't cut a, think that was going to happen. Not a we chance. cut a podcast, but my wife is a saint. Uh, she was one of them ones that um, if it was somebody else's kid, real iffy. But with our kids, she's been great. So I've been very blessed and very fortunate. And then times like this, when the child turns one, you have a little bit of reflection on it. And then you realize he's going to wake up in the morning and be just as ornery as ever. So... <laughs> Happy New Year to all as we creep into 2024. Happy birthday, Rhett. And happy birthday to Rhett Man. And you know what? I'm going to catch an airplane tomorrow to Dallas, Texas. And we're going to learn a lot more about baseball. Limousines. To enrich our program. And other than that, fellas, I've got nothing. That's it, brother. Here we go. That's for now.